At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Talk about that trailer for Alpha, or we could talk. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't, didn't see, see it. any All trailers, right, but we can talk about. We can still talk. Have about y'all seen? It. Have y'all it's seen Black Spider Man? No. But Yo, I haven't seen that either. Uh, is this is a cartoon, though. It, it is. Okay, then it I'm is. sorry. It is, but it's. It, it's I know, but it looks. <laughs> it, look, I get. Listen, I know he shouldn't be. I know he shouldn't be a cartoon. I totally get it. But the thing is, that trailer. My man Spider Man has on Jordans, y'all. Like again, this would be so much better if it was a TV show. Mm-hmm. He has on Jordan ones, the black and red Jordan ones, and he's like, he's a black spot. Like the thing is, it's, he's cool. black. Yo. It's like, cool. it's well, like how, how many years you think before that gets on screen? Oh, he is Spider Man. Oh, he's not gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be a very long time before he shows up. If anything, <laughs> if anything, in the third it's one, it's funny, or or if ever, because. We had a black Green Lantern as a cartoon for so long, and we were like, oh, well, we're definitely going to get a black Green Lantern when they make the, oh, no, we're not. No. Oh, we're no. not even. Oh, y'all mm-hmm. just going to, oh, you're not even going to do Green Lantern. You're going to do a, a a Hal Jordan one, mess it up terribly, and then just be like, nah, never mind. Yeah. And then. Never, we'll never do this again. It also so weird, even when they put Cyborg on Justice League, it's like, you don't need to. I know you're looking for a black character. You got, you got. John Stewart, <laughs> like that's literally what he's there for. Just use the black dude who's been there for years. They're like, no, no, no we got to make a way. We got to get Hal Jordan back in there. You know, got to get that extra white dude. So let's bring up this other dude who was a kid and make him relevant. Anyway. Uh, but y'all gotta see the Black Spider Man trailer. It just, you know what it is. Uh, I feel sad, cause I, John. I feel like you say this all the time. It's like just grasping. It's just like. Dude, I don't. You're know. in the comic, so it's different for you. But, you yeah. But also, it's, yeah, man, it's that's like cool. That's that's really cool. It's a hero with joy. My man is a black dude who's rocking Jordans. Mm-hmm. It's like he's wearing a hoodie. It's just like yeah, yeah dude, he's black. Like, it's, and the thing is, he's not even at no point do they harp on that he's black in the trailer because you know he's doing all this Spider Man shit. But you just see like the little nuances of like, <laughs> well, I'm saying he's like doing all this Spider Man. Yeah, he's doing yeah. the Spider Man stuff, but you see him and he's like, yo. There's a brother, right? Because yeah. Spider-Man could have been black because you never seen it. I get it, man. I get it, man. We search high and low. We Roman J.S. Israel Esquire. Wait. No. What? What? That, honestly, that's a, this This was a hard title. I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> this is a hard title. I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> search high and what low. What do you mean? He could have done anything. Low. We look. We, we're looking. We're Roman J. Israel Esquire. It's a hard one. It's a hard one, James. He had to... That was pretty good. I, he had to. He had to. You could have just came up with an excuse to say the name, though. No, you know? just a, no. That's not fun. Honestly, like I, James, I'm giving it to him. I think man, he had I, it. I wonder what Roman J. Israel would think about this. <laughs> He'd be disappointed, I of course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Before we get started, I was started, just hoping it was going to be something like that. <laughs> Before we get started, he's not a real person, right? No, no, he's not. Yeah, a real okay, dude. he's, he's not, not a real dude. All right. <laughs> that, what you know? What? No, James, he got this one. Nick, start the show. Thank you. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock. James the Third. Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Say, 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 say
Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Time has come today. Time has come today. Time has come today. I guess I, I get it. Time. Okay, it's the song he... Okay. He haven't stopped it. He, he, all right, all right, all right. We got it. We got it. James, we got it. All right. Good My goodness. name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. James. James. Oh, sorry. James. My name. My name. My name. James. You're the worst. You sound like an idiot. Yo, you're the worst. For those of you who are listening for the first time. We review films of leading black actors. That's what we talking about. Black actors and movies. And we talk about them in the context of diversity and race in Hollywood. Where the people of color in Hollywood? Where we at? Now, we are reviewing Roman J. Israel, comma, Esquire. <laughs> talk about Denzel, y'all. Starring Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. A, new, <laughs> a new film. Uh... Uh, by the director who created oh, oh my goodness. The Nightcrawler. Night, I, I never saw it. it. I Dude. never saw it. Was it amazing? Everyone I, said it was amazing. I really liked it. I thought it was oh. I thought it was I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was Rob. I do too. Get nominated. Oh, but the thing the, uh, him that was uh how do you say his name? Um is me uh, uh he was in uh The Night of um also in uh oh uh Riz 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 Ahmed, oh yeah, my God. he I, he was the dude he hires. Like that was his first big thing. Holy like, crap! I he was the sidekick he hired. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he probably Jake Gyllenhaal probably didn't win an Oscar because that character legit doesn't have any growth. He starts off kind of like selfish and ends yeah. winning and oh, still was, being selfish. Kind of great. Um. Anyway, but we're not talking about that movie. No. Uh, we're oh, t- we're not. No. That's not the movie we're talking about. No, no, no. Oh, okay. no. So this film came out. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, it you know came out in like limited release, and then mm-hmm. it like slowly expanded. It's definitely one of those Oscar type films released during you know the the, the the end of the year. It's you know when award season is about to happen, about to uh, a bunch of nominations are about to come out. Actually, by the time this comes out, some of those award nominations would have come out, even though we didn't get to talk about them yet. We'll talk about them later. All mm-hmm. right, so just hold up. Uh, but yeah, this movie, um, it's not... People it's, been hating on it. It's not doing so well. Well, I, this is my theory about it. Because yeah. when I saw it, I saw it in a sold-out theater. Um, and even the guy next to me was like, uh, this, is, this is Dan Gilroy, I think his name is, who directed mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nightcrawler. He's like, yeah, it's good, but it's not Nightcrawler. And I think everybody wanted something very like dark. And, and Nightcrawler kind of showed everyone the, the underbelly of kind of like tabloids and, and how people go to everything to get the story and get the shot. And I think people were expecting that kind of situation. Interesting. Yeah. But, but I... It, yeah. It, it, the budget is $22 million. As of right now, it's only grossed $11 million. So it's really not doing well in the box yeah. office. Um, and it has 51% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so some people might be asking, why'd you do this film? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, <laughs> the reality is, uh, you know, we probably won't get an Oscar so white, but we're like real close to it. Oh, it's going to be super close. Because there are very, very few films uh, with leading black actors uh, for Oscar season this year. Um, 
Mudbound is one of them, and I know people have asked us to review that. For us, we we I don't know. We still haven't decided if we will or not. The reason we're hesitating is because legit the first 20 to 30 minutes of that film is just the white family. Mm. And then the black family is introduced, which is cool, but it's like, you know, and, and then it's, it's obviously an ensemble film, but um, the context matter is hard and... You know, Jason Mitchell is the center of the post. <laughs> Jason Mitchell is the center of the poster, but he's not the center of the story. Um, I, I guess no one is because it's supposed to be about all mm. of them. But the driving at the the, I feel like the what gets the story going is the white family because the idea is that this white family is like moving to a farm that uh, they just purchased, and um, and so then it the black family is like the hand, work hands that were on the farm already. Mm. So, you know. So they're working anyway. for people. I mean, I think, I'm think i curious to see what happens with the Oscars when it comes to the big sick and uh, get out. I'm curious to see, like, how they pan right. out in the story. Yes, it does seem like they're, they're heavy favorites yeah. because of... Uh, like, yeah. I don't think any of the actors are going to get a nomination from that movie. It would be any of those movies. Yeah, I, I doubt it, but that would be cool. Yeah. I, I just doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, even though, man, come on, it's tricky because Dude. even watching, and this is no shade, I did, like I said, I, I liked Lady Bird, but I'm like, yo, if, if, they, if, if actors outside of the mom and Lady Bird, who was fantastic, but I'm like, it's Kamal, Kamal right? Kamal. Kamal, mm-hmm. Kamal technically, mm-hmm. just based on what's happened in the past, he should be able to get a nomination if you can nominate an Emma Stone for right. like La La, La La Land. Land. If you can, if you can do those, then he should be able to get one. But I doubt he will because that's right. just not how Hollywood. It'll work. be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's uh, basically this film for those of you who haven't seen it and who don't plan on it. You should. You, sh- you should go out and support. You should. Got to go should. out and support. Go see it. But um, uh, the what film is nice. about a lawyer. Uh, it is. It's not a. It's not based on a real life character. It is a made up character for the movie. But uh, the idea is that he is a lawyer who used to be a civil rights activist lawyer. Uh, he has this two person firm. He was not the one in the courtroom. He was kind of behind the scenes doing all the legal work, paperwork, and stuff like that, presenting the arguments. Um, and his partner passes away, or coma. He's in a coma, and uh, he can't. Uh, operate the firm anymore because there's no money and so and then we kind of see like him struggle trying to find a job and he kind of gets a job at like a new law firm that is very uh seedy they make that money they they're they're about making money which he's trying to be not about his entire life and so that's kind of the yeah it's like a morality detail really yeah so um should we do initial thoughts i'll go first all right, Gerard wants to go first. first. Uh, I saw this movie when it first came out, and I think I, I think I probably text y'all immediately yeah. afterwards. This seeing Denzel perform in this movie, like as a performer, gave me like all kinds of life. Now I'm not saying the movie as a whole was like super fantastic, but to me, like seeing Denzel not play an alpha, mm. you know, was just so cool to see. And the thing is, there were moments where, and we get to it. There's one scene in particular where it was funny. But also sad because like he's low key crying, and then like he again. Anytime a black man can be vulnerable on screen is like a win to me because I feel like we never get the chance to do that. But he was still. I thought his acting was just like really superb in this movie, um, and then I also thought that Colin Farrell, 
who again, I think, I think Colin Farrell just gets shaded on because he's Colin Farrell. Uh, but also that I thought Colin Farrell had the <laughs> he has role. A renaissance. Yeah, he, I think he has after like the lobster and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he had the role that is not flashy, which to me could have been very one dimensional. But to me, it wasn't. Uh, like he could have even been like a villain or like a a savior hero type, which I'm I'm, I'm happy he wasn't. Um, and I also liked the fact that. I do think this movie is similar to Nightcrawler in one extent. Like I think Nightcrawler was an examination of what someone would do, what someone would do to succeed, and with that person, it's like if they didn't have morals, like would they gain it? Would they start like caring about the things that happened to them? And this one also had that kind of same morality tell. Was like they took a guy who cared about the people, like that's all he cared about, looked at his life and was like, man, screw this. What have I done this for? It all was a lie, and then have them work their way back to good. So he kind of goes like south a little bit, but then has to work his way back up. Um, And I thought that was cool. And also in doing that, I thought he inspired people around him without being very heavy-handed and like, hey, man, you shouldn't shouldn't do this because that's bad. Like he just did it by living as an example, which I thought was really cool. Uh, And he was uncompromising to a certain extent, to a certain extent. So I liked it a lot. I honestly, legit, watching this movie, like I, I was like, ah, this is why you act. Like that's the kind of role you act to get one day. So yeah, I loved it. Loved it. James, you want me to go or do you want to go? Uh, you can go. Yeah. Um, I definitely think what you're saying about Denzel is super, is very on point. Like his performance in this was incredible. It was amazing. So good. Definitely an award-winning performance. He just really took on this character that he never he rarely plays even when he plays because actually i saw the taking a pell on one two three recently and that's supposed oh. to be like a character where he's not he's like supposed to be just like an everyday guy john mm. q as well kind of it's like supposed oh, to be yeah. like an everyday guy like not like a action hero that he is and like man on fire and the equalizer mm. and two guns you know mm. um, oh my god two guns i know two guns, i said the same thing with john gotta, said like why did you say the, the example guns. john uses two guns <laughs> I'm so mad at you for saying. What do you mean? He made that film. I didn't make it. That movie was fun to me. I don't care what you say. That's not even the. I I didn't even talk about Safe House. Oh, Uh, listen. There's a whole Denzel is just a (laughs) a badass. (laughs) Yeah, like I mean. Anyway, but but I felt like this was the first movie he really lost all of his Denzelisms. Mm-hmm. That is almost in apparent in like every even like a taking a Pelham one two three. He's still like, he still has like the supreme confidence of somebody who even if in the movie he doesn't like beat anybody up. You're like this dude could take you out if he wanted to. Like yeah. he just has that like, you know. And in this movie he had confidence, but it was a different type of confidence. It was the confidence of the intellect as opposed to like I'm the alpha, like you were mm-hmm. saying, or I'm the you know, I'm the strong dude in the room, you know, he, and he like, he like, yeah, he, he was supposed to be, I mean, he's on the spectrum, he's right? He's kind of like on the spectrum. They never talk about it in the movie at all, but like, I think, you know, you're like, oh yeah, like this guy is like a little bit just off center. Um, and that was cool. That being said, man, like, I don't fully understand the story that they were trying to tell because yeah. it just felt like I legit, this is for, this is how it felt to me. 
the first hour, I realized how captivated by Denzel's performance I was. And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if other people are enjoying this movie as much as I am. I was like, because there isn't too much happening with the plot right now. It, his character is very legalistic. He talks in you know, the, uh, the heightened vocabulary using a lot of uh, legalism terms, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're just, and you kind of sit back and you're like, I kind of, I know what you're saying, but like, it's a little yeah. bit over my head. Uh, but it was interesting. It was fascinating to watch. But finally, like an hour in, I think I was like, where, where are we going with this? Like, I, yeah, I had to there was like, there was like, no, we, there was nothing like, there's nothing to the story to tell you where it was going. And like, I knew from the trailer, like the trailer I saw and I know in the trailer, the whole thing with the, you know, he, the spoiler alert, I guess he, uh, you know, betrays the lawyer confidentiality and like Clexus reward. But even that, like, even when that happened, I was like, I was like, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But also, I mean, it's not like a, it's not like he sold drugs. Like he, he, he helped lock somebody up who murders someone, Mm -hmm. you know, he did it using information. Like he's not supposed to give out, but that person is dead. Like he didn't, the, the, that person who died, who gave him the information. I know they were trying to like say like blame him, but it was like, that that wasn't his fault. Like he was trying to get a better deal for his client. This, you know, this per, you know, he could, and he was going to, the, the deal was like 10 years in jail. That kid probably would have died. If he died, you know, only yeah. a week or so he would, he would have died in jail. Like, yeah. so I was just like, I know morally it was wrong, but as a human being, I was like, it wasn't that wrong that I think you're like a terrible person now. And then it wasn't like he he went and like bought nice things for himself. But I, it's interesting that the movie never really reconciled this idea of do I have to live in squalor if I'm trying to help out injustice in the world? Because that's kind of what his character believed. And everyone around him was like, it doesn't have to be this way. And then... When he accepts that it doesn't have to be this way, he, he doesn't accept it as a, as in a healthy way. He accepts it in an unhealthy way, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, fine, I don't have to care about anybody. But then you don't see him not care about anybody. Yeah, but I think that's, you know, a, I it think was that's just, the fight. That's the fight he's having. I know. It just, I just felt like it was a little bit, the script was a little bit muddied. And there were some really interesting things that got brought up. But um, I don't know. There was something about... The way that the the actual story that was told, I was like, oh, the story could have been the story could have been stronger, especially if it's not based off a true story. It's like if you could do anything, like oh, I wish you made the story stronger. But yeah. um, it was really great acting all around, and I yeah, um, I forgot the woman's name. I'm sorry. Do you have which her? one? I have I have them up. Uh, which uh, the his love interest? Yeah, or yeah. She her was name great. Is she was great. Cameron. I mean Carmen. She's also Carmen. Carmen. Was it um, Ego? E-J-O-G-O. E-J-O-G-O. I don't know. Ejogo. She's also in um, in Harry Potter. That's how I'm going to say it. Mm -hmm. She's like the big boss in Harry Potter. The new one. The... Was it the... She's the head of the ministry? Yeah, the American. Uh, Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. James, what's up? What you think? She was in Alien Covenant as well. Yeah, let's okay. not. Oh, uh, that's right. She was yeah. an alien Let's not Sorry, talk about no, that. Movies. She was Coretta Scott. So King. forgettable. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah. I, that movie came out this year. It came out this summer. 
oh, I remember more about Prometheus than I do about Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah, God, that movie was so bad. Uh, so I want to echo everybody's uh, sentiments because I thought Denzel was so good. But the, but the, thing, that, the thing about it for me that I thought was so was different than other things is he was just like, he was the most, the character that he was playing than I've ever seen him when he plays like character roles. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like he just really was like a small man. And normally Denzel is just so big. I mean, like he just played Troy in Fences, which like the whole thing about Troy is how big he is, right? Mm -hmm. Like Roman J. Israel is just like a small person who you would forget. You like wouldn't, as much of his, like as far as the rendering of him as a character, like he is a big person. He has, you know, and he has his fro and everything. But like he just really like would disappear into the background, I feel like. And like... I don't know. I just thought he did a really great job of playing this part. I loved Colin Farrell in this, and I have always been a Colin Farrell fan, and I don't understand why he keeps getting shit. He's great. <laughs> um, he, but um, he did, uh, he did, I thought he was uh, great in this. And then I just want to dedicate some time to talk about Deron Horton and Amari Cheatham, okay? I thought they were great, and they made me so mad because uh, they're, you know, they're young black actors in the game, and they're killing it. But they were both... So good, and I and I just got to say about Amari. I saw Amari do a scene in. Wait, a, which one was Amari? Showcase. I know Amari was um was Carter. I saw Amari do a scene <laughs> in a in a in a, in a in a in a like a student put together show at when he was at Juilliard in two thousand five, and I almost quit acting then. Okay, oh my god, I think he is. I think Wait, he is who? so good, and I thought that he Carter. He plays Carter, the 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 um the bad guy, the guy who. The bad guy. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, and I just, and oh, it was just yeah. so great to see them both in this. Uh, I thought they both did such a great job. Um, and I, and, and like, and, and I really, I 100% agree with Bray about the what story are they trying to tell. Like, I was like, even when he did the thing that was unethical, because of the way that the movie starts, and I know we'll probably get into it, but the movie starts as if, like, you know, he's done like the worst thing you possibly, you, you, we think that he's done <laughs> the worst thing oh my like God. imaginable. Yeah. Like, like, like we, we, like, like that he's like, and like that he's like completely, I haven't seen any of these movies that I'm about, about to reference, but that he's like, com- <laughs> that he's like completely like, um, uh, uh, gone through a complete transformation, like Wolf of Wall Street style. Like he's like just suddenly like a completely evil lawyer kind of <laughs> character. I know that they they weren't lawyers in that, but you know what I mean. Like he like yeah. like the idea that that like you we th- I think I, and I didn't see the trailer going into this, so like my assumption was like oh we're about to see him completely transformed to like this Machiavellian like evil like guy, yeah, and it just that is yeah. not what happens. Well, um, I, well, I think so, yeah, for, I but, think to an extent it it was for him though. I feel like because he became. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's supposed to be. It, yeah. It's supposed to be for him. Yeah, for but it's him. hard for us to feel that as an audience with him because of the yeah. reality of what like it is that he did. Hey, all right. Before we keep going, let's just do a quick word from our sponsor. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. 
And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Yo, yeah, this movie. What was the first scene in it? So, Uh, I got to say, I really didn't like the opening of this film. I'm sorry. And the reason why is because of what James is saying. Like, it set up the movie to be something that I'd never really felt like until the end. And then I was like, oh, right, this thing. (laughs) Which is, it's just him typing. And it's this, like, you know, Supreme Court case. You know, Roman J. Israel Esquire versus himself. And the idea is like, he, yeah, we act 
for him to be disbarred and removed from the human race for going against everything he stood for. See, but I think, I guess for me, it's like, and I know it's difficult, mm-hmm. but to me, I do feel like for the character of Roman, I think in his mind, he did commit the ultimate crime, which was like, which was to an extent turning his back on the little guy, like selling selling out, if you will, and also realizing that he broke, I mean, technically, he broke a crime. I mean, like, no, nah, he, he, he committed a crime. He committed sorry. a crime, yeah. And the thing is, I, and I get that in the grand scheme of things because we, you know, we know some of the things that lawyers do. We know some of the, like, crimes that people commit. But I think for a guy who has such a moral, like, fortitude that that was a big deal. Like, it wasn't murder, but it was a thing of, like, he took, what was it, uh, 100000 is that much he took? Yeah, it was a the reward. Yeah. The reward was a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I think I think for him Which, it was. I think it was bad. Well, I guess here's. Well, okay. Here, my whole uh, let's talk about the whole thing for me. <laughs> it was that one. He doesn't use that much of the money. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, like, and clearly then I was just like, you were getting a lot of, it's like, because he's earning a lot of money from the, the law firm, which is like, to me, supposed to be more of the turning point than him just like betraying, you know, mm-hmm. this lawyer confidentiality, which by the way, like, again, like I said, it is a bad, it's a bad thing, but he's defending, first of all, he's defending criminals all the time. The the whole, his whole idea, and I think that's what the point of like him, like making the case and the argument for himself. And then by the end, he's like, he's like, I, like, I forgive myself because that's what he does as a, as a lawyer. He's, he's a defense attorney. Up. He's trying to get, he's not, he represents people who for the most part are guilty and he knows that they're guilty, but he also realizes it's a small mistake and it shouldn't cost them the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that the system is unfairly targeting people of color instead of like just people at large. They're, it's super harsh when it comes to black men and not that not as harsh when it comes to white men. Well, I mean, I mean, that's I mean, I mean, I don't know if there's like real life situations because this feels like a made up movie. But I mean, right. If you were going to give people examples of how people just view people of color, it's like sometimes you think about the crack epidemic and how a lot of those people were put in prison and, you know, given longer stints of time as people who had um, cocaine. But oh, oh, I mean, if like if that's a thing, you're like, oh, man, mm-hmm. this this whole opioid, like opioid epidemic is yeah. like, oh, man, this is crazy. It's a health, it's a, it's, it's a health problem. We got to yeah. fix this because it's happening to white women. And when fucking sorry, I, what were we talking yes. about? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's like, so for me, a real betrayal of everything he believes in is to not help somebody because they don't have money. Okay, I get that. Right? And that n- never happens in the movie. We see him talk people into who are people who are cl- clearly very uncomfortable spending the amount of money that mm-hmm. they have to to help defend their son or something. Mm-hmm. We see that scene. And it like that feels gross to him, and I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And that, but then there's a nut, but there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but what it uh, them having to mortgage their house to help their son mm-hmm. compared to you having no money and no ability to like talk to a judge in a calm manner, and therefore you also don't help their son. Like the same outcome happens. And and but that's the that's the tension, right? That's what we want to explore. And I feel like instead of exploring that, we explore like this hundred thousand dollar thing, which is like, oh, it's like I was like, okay, but it doesn't. I wanted that to be like to turn him and make him really not care about people. And and it seems like he never 
the movie. I don't know. I'm sorry. We're talking. No, about no, the but there, no, but the thing is, I, yeah, the, no, the reason, it doesn't give it yeah. enough time too. Like, because the movie takes place over three weeks, and I and I don't know if you guys felt oh. this way, but I was always like, <laughs> yeah, was what? Quick. Where where are we in time? Like, yeah, when he said that, when he said that, it's I've only known you two for three weeks. I was like, it's only been three weeks. Yeah, it was super, it's super quick. But also, but also though, when when um, I don't think he said when he. When his partner is like is like f- f- uh, in a vegetative state and like officially in a vegetative state, state, I feel like two scenes later, he goes in and and talks to uh, Ijogo. What's her name? Carmen. 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 And um, and uh, he's there. He's like, you know, my partner. You know, he's been sick. And then and then she's like, oh, how long? And he says several weeks now. And I'm like. Wait, what? You're because right. the start of the movie, it happened, and then you, and then you just said several weeks now. So like, I, so I was completely confused. I knew it was supposed to be three weeks, and I knew that like we opened with I this didn't. with this deposition <laughs> thing. So like, so like, I knew that like by the time that that happened, it was going to be three weeks. But I was like, I have no concept of time, and the building next door oh. to him. The first time we saw the building, it was like th- there was a whole floor that wasn't there, and then I think the next time we see it, the floor is there. So yeah, it lo- like yeah. the building it looks like, like more radical. time has yeah. passed. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I was anyway, I, when yeah. they said it's only been three weeks. It literally, I don't, I wasn't tracking the time at all. It literally confused the hell out of me because I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, three weeks. How did this all happen in three weeks? Hey man, so much happened. Hey man, hey man, it, it, it's crazy. All right, it's crazy. <laughs> Look, this is my thing. All right, I didn't, let's get, I didn't, let's, yeah. yeah, I didn't hate. I mean, we'll talk get, about it, but I didn't hate the stuff. little stuff. Yeah. I didn't hate that because I feel like the thing, the reason I liked Nightcrawler again because nothing grand happened in Nightcrawler. It was literally no, just about yeah. like that guy and was that guy going to change or not? And like literally, there's so many things that happen. He gets called out by like his boss and he doesn't. And in this, to me, it was like. He starts off the movie one kind of way, and there's a point that even though it's not big to the audience, to me they've established how high he believes like people's morality and how they should treat one another is. And the fact that right. he took even like three steps down was like chaos. To I told yes, yes. And I get that it wasn't big, but it's like I kind of yes. like that struggle because to me we get really good Denzel acting moments out of yeah. it. I wasn't. I didn't realize how like purity based he uh, was until much later in the movie. Yes, I will give you that. Cuz when he started talking then I then I was like, "Oh, oh, he's like completely uncompromised." I thought he just was like I thought he just kept getting riled up and upset at the mm. unfairness and injustice of the system. Mm. You know, like um in a way that yeah. I also I was sitting there like, "Oh my god, like this guy's trapped in like an unwinnable fight." Like he just he's like trying to fight the system and he and he's completely equipped himself with the law and it doesn't matter. Nope. Which is like which they paralleled with him calling about the construction and the noise complaint and kept leaving and it's like he knows this specific law, he knows the exact number to call, he cites the law, does everything he's supposed to do, nobody cares. Why? Nope. Because they don't talk about this in the movie at all, but I just surmise mm-hmm. like I bet this construction company paid a politician paid a police officer they said hey if you get a complaint noise complaint for this area don't attend to it and people go okay and that's it that's yeah. all you got to do yep now we don't yeah. see that which is like it's, that's what you want you know what I, mean? I, mean, I do want to you know see I mean? it too anyway uh so how does this movie actually after the so, case after that and james correct me if i'm wrong because you probably saw it fresher but 
don't we go okay. after that moment? Don't we go to him in his office? Like, don't we go to like Denzel in his like office and like he's he's like I don't know working on his files? Yeah. And then at that point, yeah. that old, he's got an old suit, like an old oh, school bruh, suit. My dad off, still wears. First off, the big suit. <laughs> he's got Yo, the big I was, suit. <laughs> My dad listened to this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, making fun of you a little bit, but like, I hey, saw, it's a dad I, suit. Baby. I saw my. I saw my. We I went to my like dad's. my cousin's wedding, and like my dad's in the suit. I'm just looking at the suit, like, yo, this suit is so big, <laughs> I feel. But that's the style, then. It, it is like that's like. It is, oh, but like he—he's got that. He's, he's got, got his old headphones. Old, yeah, he's got the headphones. Bruh. He's got the rocking the fro. The thing. Okay, this is one thing I want to talk about. I know we're going to hammer on Denzel. Like, I feel oftentimes when you see like a, a a macho alpha actor and he tries to play something that's like very against type, you can get distracted a little bit yeah. by like what he's doing. And there was a brief moment where I was like, "Man, look at Denzel! Like, this is crazy." But the moment he starts talking and his meekness, mm. to e- I think this is the key, is that he's meek to everyone. Yeah. Like the moment um, the secretary comes in, she has more power than him. She yeah. has more urgency than he does. Right. Like at no That's point true. does he ever feel like the person who's winning the scene in the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy because this it Denzel's what, 6'2"? Like my man ain't small. And he's yeah. a little bit hefty. Like he's bigger now yeah. too. And I'm like... The mere fact that this huge man felt small to this woman, and dude, it was great. I was like, this is, he walked, he walked not only with a limp, but he walked with his head down the entire time. Yeah, when he would talk to people, he wouldn't, he would rarely look them in the eyes. He would kind of like talk and like look to the side or look down. Um, Ugh, such a good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, th- and it's like immediately like his partner has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so she tells him, go get continuances on all the cases. Mm-hmm. Continuances. Don't, yeah, don't. Don't. Just get continuances, and he's like, "Huh, yeah." Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, this uh, this infuriated me because <laughs> uh, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, it, and and uh, uh, this was something though about his character that I think I liked, but then I was also like, I hated so much because he was he was very vocal about not being the person that goes out. Like he was very vocal about like that not being his thing. But then every time he got faced with something, he could not stand down in any way. Like he was, he, 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 he was just, he would never, he, he, he would fight for everything regardless of what was in it. I, but, but, was, right. but what's so that's interesting a, about that, why. what was interesting about that is that he wouldn't, every time you fought, he didn't like fight. He always did it with like, kind of like an aside, almost like, you know, how like, you know, like getting in a fight with somebody, like, you know, you got the last word to say, but like, you really don't want to. Make this argument go any farther? It's like, yeah, man, whatever. That's why you're here. Whatever. Like he always, did, even yeah. in the courtroom, every time he said something <laughs> to piss the judge off, it always was a side. It was always in the side. It's like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, why would we not do that? I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? This makes no sense. So he wouldn't be like raising his voice or tough about it. It's just like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's very. I I could definitely relate to the feeling of. I know this is right, and it's so frustrating for for you not to understand what my point is. And so he's like, he just couldn't let it go. Yeah, he, he just couldn't let it go. It, it, had, it didn't even, it wasn't strategic. You know, it wasn't in his best interest or his client's best mm-hmm. interest. It was just, he's in the courtroom, he's explaining something, and the judge is like overruled. And he's like, what do you mean overruled? I mean, it has to like, oh. I mean, it's very simple. Like what I just said, like, it sounds like you didn't understand what I said. <laughs> I said, for him, it's mm-hmm. literally like saying, I said two plus two is four. And they're like, it's five, let's get over it. He's like, no, 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 no. Five. Because mean, basically, it, you, add, you right, take one, yeah. two, and then you add another one that's three, and then another one that's four. And they're like, I said it's five, let's get over it. And he's like, 
okay, we could get over it. But if I said one plus two is three and you said, no, it's six, you would say that's insane. So that's why yeah. I'm telling you two plus two is I also accept. What, what's also very interesting because this scene in particular brings, brings up a point I think like John mentioned earlier where it's like, we touch on stuff, like even like kind of a little bit of corruption. We don't talk about it. So for right. instance, this instance is basically the judge is saying like, oh, uh, we got a confession from your guy. And he's like, yeah, well, if you keep me without going to the bathroom for three hours, I'm going to say whatever I can to go to the bathroom. And he's like, a man needs to go to the bathroom. The whole yeah. thing is about the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, well, if I came in here right now, say I wouldn't let you go to the bathroom. Right. Anyway. And, it's, and you're right. It's a, it's a fact. There's yeah. certain the things that like, he you can argue in trial. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, it's so true. I mean, and like, and this is, I did, I did like that they were showing in a very real way. I don't know if you guys have been, have you ever been to like Mm-mm. court? Oh God. Nah. Dude, it's exactly. It looks exactly like that. When he first came, I was like, "Oh, are they in, they in New York?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's just I guess every court, <laughs> all these city courtrooms look exactly like." It's like it is. It, what a funny joke, by the way. He get, when he gets into the court, he sees a black woman and he goes over to her and he goes, "Excuse me, where's uh the court for white people?" Yo, I was like, my man is. <laughs> Yes, but then she calls him an asshole. Because she like that? doesn't. She literally is like, "This isn't." She she doesn't respond to him at all, and then she's just like, "Go over there." And uh, yeah, and because she's like, "This isn't funny." But he's like, "He's like, yes, it is." What else is it? Everybody here is black. <laughs> yeah. What the heck is happening? Yeah. Don't you see the racial injustice? <laughs> yes. I don't understand. It's as plain as day. Like, that's what's going on in his mind. And he the, can't take it. But there's also the joke right before that too. Now you bring it up. Like when he's walking into the courthouse, he has his headphones. Or his iPad. He has an old iPad. And he's like, you know, last time I put it in here, like, deleted all my stuff. So. Yeah, everything goes through. <laughs> so. I'm just saying if you, if you, everything goes through. That's exactly how those people yeah. are. Courtroom, <laughs> courtrooms are, they, it couldn't feel more impersonal. And, yeah. and there's a part of you that's like, okay, that makes sense. But like, we see, when you see courtrooms in, uh, on television or in film, mm. they make them very dramatic. Like when you watch like People versus OJ Simpson, like mm. it feels like oh, well, there's like a prestige yes. and like people are like, all right, we're doing this, we're going into court or whatever. What what people don't understand is like no, like what he says in this film that like 95 percent of cases don't go to trial. Why? Because the the people get the uh, defendants to plead guilty for a plea bargain, but the plea bargain is not is not good for them. It just it robs them of their day in court. It robs them of like due process and like, you know, a, mm-hmm. to be tried by a jury of their peers. And the reason that they can get away with this is because they chart they're like, well, if if I, I told you, like this dude, he they were gonna hit him with second degree murder. Mm-hmm. He just walked in he he saw a person, he was with his friend, the friend had a gun, his friend probably told him, Yo, I'm gonna rob this store, just look out for me. And he's like, doesn't you know, he's, he's like, like I, I didn't know that dude. before we got in there. He's like, okay, we go in, and now this dude shoots somebody. He didn't shoot that dude. But now mm-hmm. you're an accessory to murder, right? Mm-hmm. And like you're gonna get twenty to life in prison. Mm-hmm. And so they tell you either you plead now to fifteen years, mm-hmm. or you get twenty to life. And you just go. Uh, uh, but especially when he's and like, you're scared out of your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he was a kid yeah. too. That's a, that. Yeah. You know, oh, I can't wait to get to that part because I'm like, that's the one thing. And, and I think Denzel's or, or Roman's like idea about this whole thing is, is at one point he literally says. All you guys do is just make up a number. He's like, it's this true. is true. Like, literally, you just make up. You just make up a number. And it's it a can, high number. Just, just, that's just what it is. Yeah. It's just a high number just to be like, all right, cool. And it's arbitrary. It's like you. As if this, this is a human being's life. Yeah. As if you're not saying, I'm about to take 15 years away from your life. This and just, potentially ruin the, the rest of it. Because by the time you get out, 
Mm-hmm. Every all the relationships you have are deteriorated mm-hmm. and probably gone. You have a, a criminal record. A record, and for you to get a job is going to be near impossible. Mm-hmm. You're stamped. You can't vote anymore because <clears throat> you're a convicted felon. So you have no rights as a human being, and you're probably going to come right back here because the smallest infraction of the law that you break, you come right back. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you know what I mean? And then he's like, you just rubber stamp existence. Like that's why they try it. Like it's just case after case after case, and the people just want to get it done. Why? Because it's their job. Yeah. It's go. It's a nine to six. It's a nine to five job. And they're they coming stacks. in. They have stacks. They have work. They don't care. They want to get it going. Let's go. Even though it's people's lives are at stake, they're just like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Blah blah blah. You get fifteen. You get ten. You get twelve. You get fifteen. Okay, let's go. Let's get them. Next one. Next one. Next one. It's like a. It's it it is it's, it's crazy you know. that it happened in real life. And the thing is now, even John here, you're saying it's like I do wish a little bit that we saw more people. Like to me, it's like I wanted to either see one or two things: more cases that Roman had himself that he, for instance, was losing because of this moral right. ground, you know, which would help propel him to think, all right, you know what? Either I need to like work the system a little bit harder, or it gives him a reason to like want to not even deal with this anymore because yeah. he realizes he can't help. That would help propel him. But I do wish we we did see a little bit more. But but after this moment, though, this is when he he get was he he gets caught in contempt. Mm-hmm. And he has to go back to like now he goes back to like his office, right? Yeah. And that's where that's where uh Colin Farrell and what's this actress's name? She's popping. She up was in Detroit. Oh no, not Detroit. She was in um she was in the TV show. Uh she was the the mayor in The Leftovers. The yes. HBO. Amanda Warren. She yeah. was in something else I've seen recently as well. I know she was the mayor in uh The Leftovers, I'm pretty sure. Amanda Warren. Um, oh, she was in three billboards. We haven't seen it yet, but oh, and apparently she's in Mother. I haven't seen that. Look at her blowing up. Oh, yes, sister. Yes, sister. <laughs> oh my god. Well, hey, man, listen, man. Black women, I'm like, low, like, black women are getting roles. They she still aren't leading the movies yet. But I'm like, yeah, again, <laughs> grabbing for straws. <laughs> just grabbing for straws. But like, hey, I'm seeing y'all in these movies. We we getting there. Yeah. But like, she plays like the daughter. Mm-hmm. Of of his partner, and basically they had a. She breaks it down to him, which is, which is so heart wrenching. Like they hid <laughs> so, so much, they hid so much from Roman because they just knew he couldn't handle it. And she's like, "Yo, we've been hem- like we didn't have any money. We haven't had money for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we barely." And he's only getting on. paid five hundred dollars a week. A week, five hundred a week in L.A. Bro, it is crazy. A week, James. You know what that's like. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was when I was watching this scene, I was like, yeah, this is like this is like me. This is like this is my story on screen. Yo, but it's but it's I, crazy. Felt, I felt connected in a like a deep way. And I, I just was, felt so good to see that kind of representation. This kind of representation is not present. Oh my gosh. Y'all know what I'm saying. No, but I will say yeah, one thing I like about the car. The scene the scene I think that made the scene so cool is that again, you see this woman and like legit. Denzel just like little subtle things, man. He's slowly backing away from her. At one point, he can't even get out the room. And he's just small, man. He's just so little. And when you see Colin... Uh, when he... Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, just when he says, uh, when he says, I'll take over, it was just like, oh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Like, it was like... They're like it looking was just at him like, like he was like a little kid yeah. who just said like, I'll take over the family business, Dad. You yeah. don't have to... Uh. And the thing is, you saw... And when he said it, you saw like the hope on his face, but he knew. 
And the thing again, like I just wanted to bring up Colin Farrell because again, man, this part to me I think is like one of those parts that could have been so one-sided. Because I'm like, because I didn't know at, in this movie like what was he a bad guy? I didn't know what his deal was going to be. And at the right. scene, I'm like, oh, clearly he's a dude taking over. He looks like kind of a dick. But in this moment, though, in this moment, the moment Denzel, Denzel said, uh, I can take over, he didn't look at him the way the other two women did. Like, they looked at him like, nigga, you crazy? Whereas, like, Colin was like, oh, my God, this is so sad. Like, he had, he, I felt pity for this man. You know what I'm saying? And... I mean, he even Denzel even storms off like a little kid. Like he literally storms yeah, off in his office off. and closes the door. Shuts the door. Which, by the way, but then Colin Farrell walks and the door is open. I was like, yeah, yeah it was a, it was a jump cut. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a jump cut. Right? Yeah, it was, I was, it was like, a little, he a little continuity error. Little continuity error. That door and the door is open yeah. now. What's going on? A little continuity error. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was glaring. I, I he it slammed too. the door. I was like, all right. How much time has passed now? <laughs> um, but yeah, man. It, I mean, to me, that scene was so cool. And then the next scene with, you know, Denzel and Colin is like, again, this was a scene of like a normal Denzel movie. Like Denzel really would have stood up for himself. And he almost tried to in this scene. I almost felt like the character was like, yo, screw you. But then he looks at Colin and almost instantly gives up and starts explaining his system. <laughs> like instantly he's like, well, whatever. And it just does the thing. Yeah. Uh, man, I, uh, you know. It was just so cool. Again, I'm like, I keep hopping on it. It was just cool to see this dude just like for sure be small. Um, yeah, and and essentially, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell is great in this movie. He plays a character who was the was a student of uh, Roman's partner, mm-hmm. and as a a student, he was ready to give up law altogether. And hit and his you know Roman's partner had inspired him to keep going and to like fight and like the idea that he could make a difference with the law and stuff. But, you know, they parted ways because he felt, well, you have to make money. The only way you can do this is if you like have an operating business and have an operating business, you have to make money. You need, and the way that this system works is people care about something like win loss percentage. So when they hear something like I've won 90% of my cases that you go as a customer, you go, oh my god! I want the person who's won ninety percent of their of the cases, even if that means this person has very strategically and deliberately not taken on cases that felt like he they couldn't win, even if that person was innocent. And didn't Denzel know that? Didn't yeah. he like know about some case he did? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like he, he was like, that's a, yeah, it's like a false, that's false or misleading. You're not counting the three years that you're a prosecutor because when you're a prosecutor, you can't decide which cases you do have or don't have. Uh. And he was like. Uh, and you had probably more losses there, but he didn't count those. And but again, it was just like it's like yeah, but that's just the way the system operates. And you want to be outside of the system. So Colin Farrell's kind of like saying like, if you want to make change, you have to be in the game, you know, which is a very like Honestly, hard thing, right? We're it, I mean, that, to me, we like, talk about that all the yeah. time. It's like you know, you got to be in it, and you know. There's mm-hmm. some con- I think about that with politicians all the time, mm-hmm. lawyers and politicians, man. Which is two things like I thought about like when I was young. I was like, oh, I could be a politician, but it feels like you have to get corrupt to become one. I, was, I could be a lawyer, but the same thing. It's like if you're a prosecutor, you have to take on, you have to like go against all the, all of these like minorities and mm-hmm. that the system is throwing at you. Uh, and so the idea of you like locking people up, like 
it, it doesn't always feel as good unless there's a part of yourself that completely dissociates and removes the fact that the system is steeped in racism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to do that. But even at, but as a defense, if, if, as a public defendant, you have to defend people who are you know are criminals, and you have to give them, which they bring up in mm-hmm. only one line, which I was like, oh, yeah. you could have really, yeah, really you I know. You could have really jumped into that. But then, and if you have your own defense firm, you have the problem that they had, which is if you only take on the good cases, like you want to fight for the people, you're not going to make any money because those yeah. people don't have money. Mm-hmm. The people who have money who are going to pay you millions of dollars are the people, are the white collar crimes mm-hmm. and people like freaking, what's his name? Uh, who? Uh, Robert. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, the, the, the freaking murderer. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. You know what is Durst? Durst. Durst. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's who you, that's what you do. Or, yeah. or you're a Johnny Cochran, right? Which is you're yeah. like, so it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. This system is screwed. Yeah. And the thing is so interesting because like that is a thing that, you know, Roman talks about. And I wish again, it, it got hopped up on, but I do think like after the scene with, with, with Colin, um, Denzel leaves, you know, Colin like finds him on the street, offers him a job. He turns it uh, down. Turns it down because, you know, he, and he calls Colin out, which I think is again, I I love the dynamic the two of them have because when Denzel calls him out for being basically a sellout, Colin takes it. And he kind of like, at this point, he hasn't admitted that he's right. But you see in his face, he's he takes it and he's like, yeah, I, I wanted to do all those things. He takes it, but he also throws it back at him mm-hmm. and he goes, he's like, your part, I gave cases to your partner and he gave me kickbacks. Yeah. How do you feel about that? He's like, yeah, this perfect world you thought you were living. Yeah. How do you feel about it? The only r- reason you had a job is because of this illegal thing that was happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it was like, but, but and the thing is, you know, you know how devastating that is? Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine having an idol and realizing your idol did sketchy things. Imagine, imagine if we found out uh, that no. Will Smith did something super shady to get into Hollywood, yeah, or, I or mean, for instance. And I think about this all the time, and this is not the shade that's of. I mean, su- but what do you mean? Like possible. our world's been crumbling around us for. for you mean like what if, you, if you're like what if your fa- if you realize what if your favorite comedians of all time who inspired your other favorite comedians raped women for yeah decades? yeah. Well, I always yeah, think about always, I mean, but I always think about like there's such a there's and I'm not I'm not wishing anything on them, but I always think about like for instance Barack is such an inspiration to people. Yeah, he was so young. Te- think of. Theoretically, he was a very young president when he went in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and he was black. Like, the stuff he either has seen or the stuff, like, to get to the point he had to get to was so much against him. Like, what is those, what, what are those have, eyes What seeing? did he have to do? What yeah. did he do? Yeah. You know, and I'm saying it was what, grand, Yeah, but what are the compromises he had to make, the moral dilemmas? To that he get had. to the bigger yeah. thing, you yeah. know? And, I like, mean, and I think about that all the time. Like, my man changed the world, but, like, something had to have happened because they're yeah. not letting the black dude get his. The world doesn't allow purity to exist really and which is which is why this is so interesting but we kind of get to so then it's like a series of montages of like him just like not getting work oh we, this one we get into one of my favorite right, scenes okay. though when he goes to meet like he goes to like i guess one of the last kind of like uh they're not a civil rights law what is it called? he's like a he goes to like one of the last establishments you're like are doing really like they're doing pro yeah. bono Pro bono it was work, made up, pro, right? The it was. Okay. It was. It was like it's pro bono work. It's essentially kind of like an ACLU type Yeah, like place. NAACP. Yeah. Like they always look out for people. Like yeah. they don't charge them. And he goes there. And this scene is so crazy to me. I, I Maybe it was. I loved it. Yeah. It was like a scene with like Denzel. They had like a young black 
lawyer dude who's kind of like full of himself in there. Yeah. And they had Carmen who's in charge of everything. And it's basically Denzel asking for a job. But also he's still very prideful. But telling them like, I can help your organization get back to what, it, 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 what it's supposed to oh be. Oh my. And they're like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's so interesting is that he doesn't do it in like a condescending way. He's, again, he's saying it very matter of fact. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I can help you get back to you know what you really wanted. But as this is happening, as this is happening, he is literally breaking down. Like, like the tear, like he hits you with the Denzel single tear. That's how it starts. Oh man, you know this scene is so. And the thing is, you can't really so feel sad. that. Sorry, heartbreaking. It's so, it's so funny because, like, as an audience, like, oh man, this is crazy. But when you look at the the black dude behind him, you realize the things that Denzel is saying don't make him sympathetic because he's still being a dick. He's just the guy. Remember the other oh, black yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Denzel, yeah, Denzel saying, "I can make you better. You need me." Blah blah blah. So he's being technically. Not nice to these people, right. but you're watching this grown man who's like given was it 25 years? Like, what do you say? Some like yeah, exactly. some crazy amount of time. You watching him just break, and you see Carmen looking at him, and it's like he's legit crying, but still not tough, but still being a dick. That like, and he's yeah. funny at the same time. Yeah. Like, dude, that is such a hard thing he did in that scene to me. Like, he was, was funny. Yeah, he was sad. He was like not supposed to be likable, but kind of on the fence of it. Bruh, if Denzel don't get a nomination for this movie, I think I'm I think I'm done. I think I legit I think I'm done. I, I'm Yeah, you're right. I mean, mediocre movies get nominated have their actors get nominated all the time and he was you realize, great in this. Yeah, because yeah. you realize like, oh, the movie isn't great, but the actor was. The acting really was, yeah. Like yeah, freaking the reader got nominated, so and K one set one for that movie. That bruh, movie was oh, bruh, bruh, like legit so mediocre. Was it last like what was it, uh two years ago? Uh was it our favorite? Meryl Streep was in like two movies. The movies weren't good. She was good. Yeah. But not good. Yeah. And I'm like, give up. Oh, yeah. Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. Like, you better get this man an yeah, Oscar nomination. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That scene was great. Um, and that's when we first meet Carmen. And she, like, clearly is like, at first, like, it's like, who is this dude, like, walking up in here telling us what we should do? And then, like, by the end of it, she's, like, almost crying. And she's, yeah. like, and that guy's, like, oh, what a freak. And she's, like, you stand on his shoulders. And I was, like, all right. Because uh, it's such, I think yeah. it is a thing of purity. And, <laughs> and, and not that we talk about politics here. <laughs> but I, 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 I listened to um, our president's speech from recently. at the. done that. It, it broke me, bro. It broke me. I listened to his speech. Um, at the Civil Rights Museum, and I listen to him talk about, uh, for instance, and I'm only bringing it up because of this scene yeah, in particular. Yeah. Um, I listen to him talk about Mecca Evers, uh, <laughs> in particular, and it's like I'm listening to this man who we all know does disgusting things and whatever, yeah. who's in this place, who, in all honesty, is surrounded by a lot of white people at the Civil Rights Museum, who literally that sorry the day before his speech, crapped on one of the men who walked with Martin Luther King, who was beat on television, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And told him all he does is talk, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a certain point where people don't realize the living legends around them. Yeah. And I think that her saying that was like, yeah, mate, you probably have an idea who this man is, but you don't understand what people and like people like him accomplished right. and how you got to this yeah. point. So at first I yeah. thought that line yeah. you didn't you don't get it. And like I thought it's at true. first it was corny. Our generation sometimes really doesn't appreciate the generation. And it's like you don't understand what they went through. Yeah. You know? And, and the idea that like because here's the thing, you can fight oppression today and like call all the stuff out that needs to be called out while still recognizing that we are better off than we were forty five mm -hmm. years ago. Like yeah. It's not a question. Like I don't. I, it's really. It really is disturbing to me sometimes how much people 
act as if the way that we live today, like the stuff that we have to go through today, like is the same as a hundred years ago. It's like there, there's a lineage to it. And that's why we want to keep going and keep progressing. But like, but like the, the things that are the generation that's still living mm-hmm. and their parents had to do, you know, as a collective whole to get us to this point today is like, they, they sacrifice their bodies, their lives, you know, like their jobs, yeah. Uh, people who live through in Jim yeah, Crow still exist on both exactly. sides. Literally, people on both sides of Jim Crow still are alive they today. They had to endure a lot. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was. It was one of those yeah. things where you're like, and and can we just like, I just want to, just because it's so connected, yeah. to get to the scene where he's talking to. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. The, the group of, of young people. people. Yeah, a group of young people. Which I wish this scene was longer, man. I, I was just too. like, I was like, oh, we only got like a yeah. little taste of it. Because like, I was very fascinated with yeah. like the idea of the old way of thinking mm-hmm. and the new age way yeah. of thinking. Like his whole thing was a. <laughs> this is something that your grandparents would say, right. like, "Hey, man, why are the brothers sitting in the sister stand?" Right. You know, like, and you could tell he was saying it just out of respect. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's something so innocent. But yeah, we live in a day. And the thing yeah. is, they, it's not like the men made a conscious choice to be like. Like, oh no, if the women uh the women are our equals and therefore I'm not gonna give them spe- like special treatment. They're about to get up. Like they're about to get up because they realize like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're about to get up. But then the women were like, No, you know, we good. We don't need right, somebody right. to do this for us. Which is a very which again is Which that, is it was a prideful response. Yeah. Instead of just they could have been res- they could have easily just respectfully been like, Thank you for the Thank you for offering. We actually are okay standing. Yep. And that's all it would yeah. have been. But, but yeah. no, they had to come back. They had to be like, oh, what, you sexist? It's yeah. like, but, but yeah, that happens. Especially because, especially because like <laughs> the tone or the feel of the, of the speech leading up to that was like, oh, like everybody's on board. They're all loving everything that he's saying. So then for him to then say like, you know, a sort of an archaic ideal, like, wouldn't you, if you, if they were on, I mean, maybe the point of that, which I don't think it necessarily came across, but maybe the point of that was like, oh, they, not everybody, not everybody is as on board as it feels like everybody is. Yeah, right. Well, but also, it, to me, what it, what there it talks about is like. There was a sense of apprehension, which I was like, I was confused because when she introduced them as somebody who's like won a bunch of civil rights cases, <laughs> like, they were like, they were like, listening but i would have i see, can't even imagine see, i feel like see, if somebody would have said like here comes john lewis i would be like oh my god like clapping like like in all like in like complete and see, they kind of but this like, is the thing who are these? Who's this is the thing you heard of him and i think what this is saying right is now <laughs> is it's like our generation like us millennials and i think we do right. a lot of good things we also i think there's a thing of unless you're one of the ones that we've heard about like unless you're one of the famous right, ones right you, you have you. to impress us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they didn't They didn't feel impressed. Yeah. And the mere fact that those two uh. women, I mean, Lily, one was like cursed. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger. 
for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean? Like, she was yeah. going off, and yeah. I'm like, this, this dude... It's someone who like was a civil rights activist and still is, and is talking to you about how to accomplish things. And even if you don't agree with this person, yeah, you don't have curse respect. at this man. Yeah, yeah just you like you have don't, respect for like, him. But it also shows like I've been I've been at, at schools where I've seen other people give speeches, and I've seen younger people like high schoolers, not necessarily adults, but I've seen high schoolers question everything about. And I don't mean question where like you're generally asking questions about the field. They're questioning that person's like validity. Right. It's like, why? Why should right, I listen? Why to you? you? Why do you get to? Yeah. This? Yeah. Who, are, Who you? are you talking to me? Yeah. You know, I earn, and the thing is, I always I think is like, I mean, I know stuff. I've earned this. I'm like, you have, you've done a little bit here and there. You maybe you've done like some cyber protests. <laughs> yeah, what have you done? And like March, but you ain't do like you ain't. You haven't. This is my thing, and I and I think this is key. Again, like a lot you of people post it on Twitter is not the same. <laughs> and the thing is, I love when people march nowadays. I yeah. think it's very important. But I do think how we march nowadays are different from how my parents marched. Yes. When my parents marched, they like my stepdad was arrested. Mm -hmm. Like he did have hoses. If I'm watching, like, at the, if I'm marching at the women's march, if I'm walking, I mean, marching for like Black Lives Matter here in New York. I know there's a chance I may get arrested, but I also know I'm pretty but fine. Not really? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, no, you I'm have fine. to be throwing things at, at it, police cars. Exactly. And the fact <laughs> that we weigh, and I feel like some people weigh that. What came before us is totally different. Right. Like people died when they protested, bro. Dude, I went to the women's march. Was a great and amazing. The thing that struck me about the women's march was how happy it was. Like that was oh, it, music. Was, yeah, I know. Like please, I went. To, it was a party. Like yeah, yeah. It, which is great. I love that. I love that we we were able to have that and still like protest and all this stuff. But like it, you know, it's not like people going down south and like mm. you know after you get off. And, and and start to walk away and try to walk back to your hotel, you might get jumped and killed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's a drastic thing. And to me, it's like the fact that those... And I love that this scene happened because it shows kind of that lack of respect that people have. Yeah. And it was quick, dude. It was quick. It was... It, it was escalated. It was quick. Through. And the thing is, you know, he kind of didn't back, at, back down. But right, again, which I it. liked, <laughs> which I liked is that he wasn't tough. Again... They pounded on him so quickly that my man <laughs> lost this fight within two seconds. And I was like, oh, this is... And he just walks out. Just walks out. And just yeah, the whole thing was over after that. It was like, just, oh, man. Oh, we just, can't have anything. And just then the interaction up. with the cop, with the uh, homeless man. Bruh, that... And the thing is, that, like... So he's walking. He's walking. Um, Carmen's character, like, catches up to him as he's walking. And they see a body, like, just... Like sprawled on top of the bridge, out. just sprawled out. They think he's dead. Yeah, he checks his pulse. He's like, he's dead. Yeah, like quickly, like he's he's dead. Cop cop car pulls up. Uh, and, yeah. And also, this cop interaction this also shows how things escalate very quickly. Where there is a dead body, and he's like, he doesn't have a lawyer. You know what? Here's my card. I'm his lawyer. And she's like, I I told you not to touch him. She says, yeah. don't don't touch him. It's a crime scene. Yeah. Like don't touch him. Like you know, which you know it, I it's understand. Real. It's right. Real. Don't touch whatever. As you, what did I just say? take it out and but the again then this is and again i understand it i understand it mm -hmm. i can empathize with the police they are they're doing their patrol, job they're doing their job they're patrolling a metropolitan area they have to deal with people that are usually schizophrenic or on drugs be, because they're homeless and that's the a lot of the people or drug dealer you know what i mean they're mm -hmm. they're dealing with people who are naturally aggressive and whatever, so they have like a very firm, harsh 
non like just like a very abrasive stance to them no matter what. But at the same time, you wonder, you're like, are you only this are you this way with everybody or are you this way with people mm-hmm. of a different color? And I don't care if you're also black because yeah. I see it across oh. the board oh, with yeah. police. I like I've dealt with it myself. I'm like literally some literally a cop came onto the subway once. I was like I had uh, I was on uh, just I had my feet up on like the thing an empty car like not you know there's like seven people on this car yeah. so it's not like I'm like putting my feet up or you know yeah you know yeah I had my feet up you know on those two seaters like mm-hmm. so literally the cop um, like as he he gets onto the car immediately comes up to me and goes get your feet off the chair and I was like. Why are you it took like this? everything in my body to not scream back at him uh, because it was yeah. completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't need to be met with that no, level it was of like, energy and aggression. Absolutely not. It's like I'm going to put you in my place. I've dealt like every time I've dealt with police, they came to my uh, um, dorm room once uh, because I guess some idiot threw something out the window and like they they like saw it. They guessed the where the dorm room was, right? Like oh, it wasn't no. mine. Oh no! But the cops bang on. Like I just they bang on the door, bang on the door. I get up to the door. I'm like, I just see two New York police oh, no. officers, and they're like, "What you throw out that window?" I was like, "What?" Oh no! Oh no! They were so aggressive, and then they finally, and then when they when they like, I guess believed me that it wasn't me, they just left. They didn't That's apologize. Yeah. They didn't say, I'm sorry. It's just about, you know what I mean? I was just like, this is how you guys act? Yeah. I, it, it's, yeah. It's interesting. You know, like I always talk about like when I got stopped at first the first time, like there was a bunch of white dudes fighting literally within steps of me. Right. So I'm like, oh, clearly you're, I mean, you're going to them next. They're, I mean, they were play fighting right. maybe, but I'm like, these are big dudes, big white dudes like going ham. Nothing. So they stopped in first me and my friend. Yeah. And said nothing. Like there wasn't no... Sorry for the mistake. Uh, have a good night. It was just, all right, y'all can go now. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, it was, what did he say? Oh, yeah, you can go head on now. And I was like, wow. You know, and, I'm not, and again, I say every cop is like that, but the situation is what this prime example of is like, these are two lawyers who were trying to do the right thing and it escalated so quick. So quick because no one took the time. Even he was very aggressive, but like he was so uncompromising that it's like, all right, cool. If I can't give it to him, the, the 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 cop should have been like, yeah. all right, just give me the. Just he wasn't aggressive card. at first. At first, he was like, he was like, I just put my card in there because his body is going to go to the morgue. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to identify him. I want him to have a proper burial. I want to pay for his burial. They didn't respond to him at all. They just were like, you better do as we say. Yeah. It's like this very like we're an authority. You have no authority. Humble yourself before me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in a way that you're like, who are you? Are you why? Are you a like, are you a slave master? Like, like, what's happening right now? Why is it so aggressive? Why does it? Why do you have to humiliate me to get like to get to achieve your objective? It's like this weird like, mm. no, you must be humiliated first and understand that you have no power, and then I can talk to you. Yeah, anyway. and even if you're, wrong, but no, but even after the scene, like they have this moment where she's like, "Yo, that was so beautiful." Like, a lot of people wouldn't do that. So now we have the first hint of. His purity, if you will. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to first or, hint. Especially of her like being super inspired yeah. by him. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's the first hint of like her being on board or noticing noticing that light in him. Yeah, the only thing I thought was weird about this movie, um, and I, it happens in this scene for the first yeah. time, is 
I kind of liked it better when she was just inspired by him and mm-hmm. not attracted to him. Because right. at this moment, she takes a phone call and clearly it's supposed to be like whoever she's dating, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't what, know. Well, it was like I thought like, it was just the people. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was just like the, oh, okay. the meeting that they left. I mean, that's a, is uh, she attracted to him? Is that a, what, don't they go on a, like, is that part of the movie? It was so hard to, because it seemed like when she called him and said, and said, do you want to grab dinner? And, and he took that as like, she was asking him out on a date, which is why he stuttered. And then she kind of smiled like, it's charming that he was yeah. nervous. So I feel like it was a date. And it, it didn't even, feel like just yeah. like a colleague thing. Yeah, it felt. They weren't working together. And you would have been like, let's go to a bar. I don't know. But yeah, it, felt like, no, it felt like a date. And then. I mean, then she. I don't he, know. I'm frustrated if it was a date. Like, if, okay. if, if, if the, it, like, in my mind, he looked at it as a date, but she never did. So you know it, what I mean? You mean, so when at the end, when he yeah, kisses at the her, end, yeah, at the when end. he kisses her, yeah, and she, even at the end, when he kisses her, she's like, she's that's like, like what? that's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, she's not like what? She's like, she's already like what? Because he's acting so weird. And then that's another weird for me. That's another weird thing on top of how weird he's been acting. I don't know, man. I feel hers. like they were attracted. I feel like we we're supposed to think at some point she was attracted uh, to him. I do think. We're I supposed don't to like that. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Yeah, that part I don't necessarily that, like, but I do think she was supposed to be attracted. I to I think him. she was. But anyway, so after that scene, I think now now is when he goes to Colin, right? Like he goes to get the job with Colin. Yeah, he get he he ex- yes he accepts it, um, but. He accepts it like uh, I'm gonna do things my way or whatever, and then like, you know, with the idea that he's not he needs money, but he's not he's still not gonna be uncompromising. Yeah, and so we see that in a couple of ways. We see him, uh, like talk back to two dudes oh, yeah. who are making a joke. What were they even or making a joke about uh, sexual assault in some way? Yeah, it was some weird. And I it didn't was understand a, the joke though. Well, it seemed like they were making a joke about the law up, like the law around it or something like that. And like, did you understand the joke, James? No, I I like even missed I even missed sort of the setup of it. So then when he when he says the cockroach thing, I was like, "What?" You know what I mean? I like, I also I like, didn't yeah. understand the I understood that he was calling them cockroaches, but I didn't understand the what in, the analogy. Yeah, even that. I just, like the whole yeah, interaction, yeah. I was like, "What Wait. did they say to upset him?" And what did he say that they understood? Because they literally wa- he like says it as they like walk off, and they like then the camera comes back, and they just like come back and yeah. they're like did you just and i was like why was that so dramatic yeah like what, like what <laughs> they like walked all, out out of his view yeah. and then came back why my man is making a peanut butter sandwich that's all he eats a peanut butter chili sandwich. sandwich yeah that's it i think i loved this quirk about him like, i don't know why it was happening or what it was I, but that, that was so funny what i what i imposed on it, and the movie definitely didn't specify but i wanted it to be was that he was finally at a place he was at a place that like had free food like it wasn't a thing and he was like oh my god like all this make, free yeah. food i'm gonna have to make peanut butter and chili it's like the first time i ever was on a like a sag set and uh, like had crafty and mm. like there's so much crafty but people who are on it all the time like they like snack on it but they don't like really yeah. like when you're on it the first time and you're like a poor <laughs> oh bro and you're like oh my god how it's- is that everyone how's everyone not Freaking out about this. Especially peanut butter jelly. I'm about to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I'm about to get down. I'm about to pocket all this candy. Like, give me this. Give me that. Bruh, anytime you go. Give me this banana. (laughs) When lunch hits, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, wait. We got steak. Wait, we can order whatever we want. We get, we get. 
I'm about to wait, wait. You go up to a food cart. You're like, all right, how much is this? They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And you're like, like, wait, can I get this and that? And they're like, yeah. It's yeah. like, wait, this, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Let me, cool, cool. Let me get that. Let me, let me get the steak. You yeah, know what? I'm gonna, get the, I'm gonna get the salmon too, because you know what? You gotta have steak and salmon. Oh we got God. dessert. We got cakes. <laughs> uh, but I, but I did like Francis at this moment. I kind of want to quickly get to the case with um, how you say his name? Uh, the yeah. guy from um, Dear White People. Uh, the kid. Oh, uh, Duran. Duran. Yeah. Or Duran. Duran. When you get to this scene, first off, good for him having such a black name. Good job, Duran. Duran. What is it? Because it's a lowercase e. What do we think? It's Duran or Duran? I'm going to call him Duran. It's got to be Duran. It's got to be Duran, right? It's got to be Duran. The thing is, I liked about the scene is that for some reason, I, I really did like that. Uh, the setup of this because I think this thing happens like and he says and it it, it depends on whether you believe him or not he's like yo I went with my friend I knew the the guy was like you know a bad dude but I live around the way this is who he is I didn't know he was going to rob the place when we went right I didn't I didn't know anything about that it happened he shot the person and I you know I didn't know any of it and like John said they're trying to give him what was it his plea deal was what 10 years no sorry the good plea deal was 10 years because at first he didn't even give him a plea deal um, he knows what to do this hiding. The the uh, the other important aspect of this is the only thing the police really have, other than the fact that he was there, the real piece of evidence that they have on him is his confession. Mm-hmm. And the confession yeah. happened. It was like hours. The hours. Confession after. happened because he thought he was arrested, and they probably it was the same. This is how they got the Central Park Five to confess to a murder that they Wait, didn't commit. You mean you mean the Central Park Five where like our current president. Said in a took out an ad in a in a paper yeah, and said ad. we should bring back the death penalty right. because basically these black men are yeah. are murderers. Yeah, and never apologized okay. for it. Has never. Not, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not even trying hurt. to. But wait, sorry, but yeah. they also have the they also have the fact that he said that he knew that Carter had a gun. That's what I'm saying. Into That's it, the which, confession. Which, yeah. Oh, that was a part of the confession. Yeah. Okay. But also, it doesn't mean like you know that doesn't mean you know the dude's gonna rob a place. Like I mean, I I I've, I've been around people who carry. Guns before, but like that don't mean that they about to go shoot up a place. That's just honestly a part of their. But, but if you but if you know that they have a gun and then you go with them and then they shoot up a place, then you are an accessory. That's the that's the whole thing, right? The yeah. whole thing is that like it's like you can be around somebody with a gun. That's fine. People are allowed to have guns, but like but then it's the next thing if you know and then you're there. You know, it's guilt by association. And then was the, the interesting part after the scene is Denzel hears this plea deal and he, he he meets the mom and stuff like that. So he decides to call the prosecutor, right? Calls the prosecutor. She's like, which case is this? Because she has legit, like, like John said, people like they're working. She has literally a stack of, I think, 10 or more cases. Because of how many people our court systems put in jail, just a reminder that we have more people in jail than everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! I think no, we, we have. I think we have twenty, like twenty five percent of the world's prison population resides in America, in our one country. A lot of private um, funded prisons. It's all private, is- and he talks about it, it's all privately. A lot of privately funded prisons, meaning it's a business. Mm-hmm. And as you know, with businesses, the more criminals you have, the more money you can make, and it's very easy to get people to not care about. The fact that so many people are going to jail if the only people you're policing are black 
and Latinos and minorities mm. in the inner city. Why? Because the public already has a racist idea that they are worse than everybody else. The reality is if people, if the police concentrated as much of their energy in suburban white America as they do in the inner city, you, the crime levels would be very similar. And people would be going to jail for smoking weed in their parents' basement and having a dime and selling drugs after school and all this stuff. And not just the bad kids, because we know that the good kids do it too. But the fact of the matter is nobody polices people like that. They only do it where in the freaking projects. Yeah, I mean, you also got to, they also, <laughs> people in general just have to like equate even the drugs. Like cocaine and crack are the same drug. Right. Little, as a matter of fact, one is technically cheaper and actually like right crack is cheaper it, it, it's, it's just like they're the same thing the same thing it's crack is actually just a worse it's just a, it's a worse version. It's, it's, it's exactly pure version of cocaine and it's like we don't even rate those two things the same and also again like i keep bringing up what's happening right now it's like when that crack epidemic happened bruh people were arrested families were torn apart not because people thought of it as like oh man we have to fix this health issue it was like nah man these motherfuckers out here like doing crack but like right now i hear nonstop, man we gotta we gotta get more places you know, these opioids, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, we got to handle this. And again, they both are bad, but how we handle them are just different. And it's, and even when he does, when he calls this lawyer, which I wanted to bring up, when he calls this lawyer, she looks, yo, it kills me. She finds him. She literally opens the folder and goes, okay, 10 years. If, if, 10 years, if he tells us where the other if guy is. If it leads is. to an arrest. Yeah. If it leads to a conviction, I think. Yeah. Like, if. Man, it's like, it has to, we have to be able to convict him and then it'll be over. 10 years. 10 years in prison. Like, and the thing it's is. Like he's giving you the murderer. But not only that, but she, like he said, like, it's, the numbers just pulled out of nowhere. Here's, here's the other thing you have to realize. You know what that means. When he's like, no, three to five, which is still prison time. Yeah. And they're like, no, we reject your offer. That means that she did not care about and the people do not care about the actual murderer going to prison. Do you understand? No. That? Yeah. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, no, like they don't they got they got to win the case. That's all they got to do. They got to uh, this is my case. This is what I have to do. Okay. It has nothing to do with justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it, like the person you don't care about the person who actually did the murder and yeah. the fact that he's still on the streets. Yeah, and the thing is, so so this so this is when this this scene is when Denzel's troubles happens, right? Yeah, because she offers him that, and he's like, "No." Well, it was yeah, it's like that. Yeah, he's he's he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. He knew he wasn't supposed to. He went to the office. Colin Farrell wasn't there. He wasn't going to talk to the guy who already got him in trouble because he like yeah. made fun of him. Ugh. You know yeah. what I mean? This whole sequence of events made me so uncomfortable. I was I was in knots in my seat when he opened the door and then walked into the room. I was like, "Oh God, what is he gonna do?" And then yeah, I did tell when him he looks over and sees and he sees the guy. I was like, oh, "But you know, you're not supposed to talk to him." But I wasn't sure if he was gonna do it or not. I was so I was in knots this whole time, right. and it, then, and then uh, this whole conversation. Yeah. Ugh. And it's so sad because then we find out the next day that the boy dies in prison, that his mom found out that from the boy that he had, you know, told yeah, he had said like we're supposed to get a plea deal, and then he call- and then somehow I don't know how she called the district attorney, or I guess she told them, and then they yeah. called the district attorney, and the district attorney's like, yeah, somebody from your firm rejected my plea, de- my deal, mm-hmm. and they were like, that's you know, that's, that's actually illegal. yeah, that's illegal. You can get disbarred. 
Yeah. Like you can lose your lawyer license and but I won't fire you because if I fire you, it looks like we're complicit and I knew about it, so I'm gonna retain you. <laughs> I'm gonna retain you but and you, you're not gonna do anything. Yo, but it's so crazy because like again, this and then I'm gonna fire you. <laughs> this scene was so tough to me, like, because again, man, I'm gonna bring up Colin Farrell. Like, I think this part was hard because Denzel fucked up. Like, if you think yeah. about it, he had every reason to be mad. And he says to him, don't you leave town, don't you go anywhere, and you will show up for work. Like, he lets him know all these things. But even in delivering that justice, you see everyone else around him, but it almost feels difficult to say this to this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it almost feels like, yeah, it almost feels he, like he gets why he did it. Yeah. It's just like, you just got it. You just got to tell the client, yeah. you know? And then he gets robbed going, <laughs> Dude, Oh, this, this dude's the best. Denzel was so, I thought at one point he was going to like fight back, but he right. screams. He screams. He's screaming help. He gets, he gets beat up by a crackhead. And the, and the crackhead ain't even that big. Yeah. Like not saying, it's I mean, I know crackheads are strong. Cause I seen, yeah, y'all see those yeah, videos, you see those videos? I've seen like a crackhead get hit by a car and do a flip. And my man just kept walking. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crack strength. Um, but yeah, Denzel gets beat up. And he's like, I'm not. The, was it, I'm not the guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the one. So this was the thing that I thought was so crazy because he's like, because this is the turning point for him, right? Like he gets, yes. he 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 gets this happens to him, and he's screaming, "You got the wrong guy. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy." And then he goes, "I'm gonna become the guy." Like is that like is that what happens? Like he's like, he get he's. He, he gets, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the moment munched. where the film started to lose me for sure. Well, because I think at that <laughs> then point, he just decides to go. Uh, I'm because become because the I guy. think at that point, like he he has nothing to lose. At that point, he tried to do the right thing. This kid got killed. He's now getting robbed, and like, what does he have to yeah. show for his and life? He's like, I have no money, and he thinks he's about to lose his job. He's like, my life is misery. Like, I went to you know, I try to help out. Like the younger generation, they rejected me. I found out my partner was doing shady deals and he left me high to drag because his partner didn't leave him with a severance package or anything. Nothing, bruh. So he's like, you know, my partner kind of like, like, you know, betrayed me in this some, some sense. I'm about to lose this new job because everybody hates me. The system is a mess. Everything I try to do is wrong. You know what? I'm going to just get mine. Now, I wish that there was a conversation that he could have went back to to like echo that. But I like I don't he like makes this like jump in his head that we don't see and then he just explains later on. Yeah. Uh about like about why he's doing this now. Right. But he yeah, basically he just goes, he like does something that's like very illegal. Uh again, for his lawyer, he's gonna get disbarred, maybe go to prison. Well he already was about to get disbarred, right? Technically. Well yeah. he's getting fired. Well they were gonna help him not get disbarred. Yeah. They were gonna fight against it. But he was definitely gonna get fired, and so he, uh, yeah, he calls like there's a hundred thousand dollars reward for this, the actual killer. He knows where the location is because this kid told him, you know, before he died. And so he calls, unmark, you know, give me like a, all the cash in a briefcase. I'll mark the thing, whatever. Does a drop off, gets the money, and then takes it. He says, to, "Oh, oh, right. he wants that donut." Yeah, he's like, "This is the that's the conversation he had. Yeah. He had the conversation with the secretary." Yeah. yeah. Is she his wife? No, I thought she was okay. just a secretary. Just a secretary. Of, yeah, who'd been there for years. So the secretary was like, you know, no, oh, that wasn't his wife. Okay. I thought it was just. A, I, I mean, mean, it was the secretary, but I yeah. didn't. But then when she was seeing bedside, I was like, was this his wife? Yeah, they're not really adjusting. I didn't couldn't tell. And then um, <laughs> uh, maybe that's our fault, I guess. And then she 
you know, they have this conversation where he's just like, you know, maybe the world, it's just like, you just have to like, li- this world is about pleasure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go get a maple, uh, bacon maple donut and sit on the beach and then he goes and he does that he pays 100 by the way when he took out a wad of cash I'm like no one no one I was so mad he this is a string of things that he did that just made me so angry like why are you walking around you just got you just someone just grabbed you and threw you down and (laughs) tried to take your iPod you're gonna just walk around with a a bag of cat like ugh I yeah, sure. I mean he did. Well, well, I will say this: it was so interesting because I thought I thought they they milked some humor out of this because it was funny. Again, like yeah, man, he got two of them, right? Then he get, and he got something to wash it down with. He yeah. got like he got like some strawberry lemonade or something silly to wash. Oh no, no, no! It was like uh, pomegranate, pomegranate something. Yeah. I was like, look at my man. Cooler. And it's like it was interesting because at that point it was like, yeah, man, I never had this kind of luxury before, He's and it was something life, so simple, but. And then this is my thing, though. This is I. I wish there was somebody there to be like, "Hey, man, you are allowed to enjoy life." By the way, yeah, this isn't what you're doing isn't wrong. Like maybe the way that you got the money was wrong, yeah. but you didn't have to. By the way, because you have a real lawyer job, which pays a <laughs> you lot. You know what of I money. mean? Like, which like yes, it's not like you're not doing the exact work you want to do, but you could make money. You're allowed to live. You're allowed to have some pleasure in the world. It doesn't have to be twenty four seven. You fighting against the justice system. That's too much. You're not. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. You're not Superman. You gotta be able to relax, enjoy yourself, and he enjoys himself. And then he's just like he's enjoying it. He's enjoy- he's enjoying the beach. We see him in the ocean. He yeah. goes to a new place. He looks at it. He's like, this is really nice. I'm gonna buy this place. He gets nice suits. Yeah. You know. People are like, hey, you look good. He gets a haircut. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is good. It's all and the funny thing is that we're supposed to, it's supposed to be like, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but because he just did something that was like bad, and and we're I, I felt no fear for him, by the way. I was like, there's no way you're gonna get caught. How can you possibly? Oh, I knew he was getting caught. Well, I mean, I knew because yeah. of the movie, but I was like, in my mind, I was like, I would also be living carefree because after I got the money, it's like yeah. yeah, and also too because, like you said, yeah, he had the I lawyer think, job, so like he could have right. done all that I didn't stuff think without that the his change of lifestyle was gonna. <laughs> I didn't think the change of lifestyle was gonna uh, indicate anything. He could have right. did uh, nobody because was, of that new job. He could have did everything. Nobody was. Of the money. But that's what I'm saying. Not one person was suspicious because he has a good job. Yeah, he had a good job, <laughs> and people yeah. were like, "Good job." Like it even felt like like later, like even when like. Um, uh, when Colin Farrell would be like asking him questions about stuff, it felt like Denzel was over explaining more. Like, like, like it was more like, like, no, I don't. I just was like, oh, I was just trying to talk no, to you about what you Colin were doing. Colin Farrell was like, you know? Colin Farrell was like, oh, I like this transformation. You have like, this is a nice suit. I heard you got a new place. That's great. And he's like, yeah, I had money saved up. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Anyway, like, blah blah blah. I really like that you're doing this. He's like, I had a lot of money. Saved he's like, up. yeah, bro. Like, he's like, you could not like, I don't, What are you talking about? Do you know how much money we all make? I drive a real. Look at what I'm wearing. Yeah, it's like, dude, chill. Yeah, like, wasn't he making five hundred a week to five hundred an hour? Yes, like, is yes, that what they, didn't yes. They say? Yeah, so like, yes. dude, you have money, like, dude. Not only that. that, not only that, but he didn't even buy. He only bought three suits. But all he bought was three suits. Yo, a couple of maple bacon donuts. <laughs> he didn't even and spend- then put a down payment on his new condo. Yo, he didn't even spend that much money, which is crazy. He didn't even buy a car. No. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're in LA. Like, you yeah. don't even have a car. Like, that shit was so funny. <laughs> but 
But I do like, I do like, is it? He's taking Ubers. Yeah, but they go to the nice restaurant and uh, he's like, he's this, like, this, yeah. This that, was, that scene, man, I understand in the journey of his character why they had yeah. to have him like not listen and all this stuff. Yeah. But it was tough because it was like what she was talking about was so real and I wanted them to yeah. have a genuine conversation. I did too. I wanted him to take her in and just like have a moment and not be obsessed with like the size of the food and like the price of it. But it was so cool to see again how well she didn't know, but at that time the purity he bestowed before like affected her in just kind of the cases. Cause it almost seemed like he was right earlier where like they were taking cases, but they weren't living up to the legacy that they had before them at that. Yeah, because they weren't winning. Which I think is something that's like I, I, I think this movie talks about a lot. And yeah, John, I think you're right. Like they just we just needed more of it. Like I think there is something to always trying to fight the good fight. Like, where does that balance end between trying to do the right thing but also have a life of your own? Right. You know, and, like, where like where do you compromise? Like, when do you, like, give in? When do you, like, take an L that hopefully is going to give you a win, the big win later right. on? Which is what, like, Colin Farrell was saying. That's what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? And then we see the transformation. Like, I love funny, Colin's transformation. It's movie. funny because when the thing that happens that's supposed to, like, set the movie in motion or, like, supposed to be, like, the main, like... Mm-hmm you know, uh, conflict in the film, it actually just makes his life so much better that there is a part of you that was like, I'm so glad he took that because it was just like him doing that. He didn't actually need the money. It was just, he needed to let himself like live. live. Mm -hmm. And then when he did it, it was like, he's, he was transforming Colin Farrell and Colin Farrell was like, and he was transforming this woman. She's like, you know what? We can do more. You're right. We, we can do more. And Colin Farrell's like, you know what? I can have. I said that I was going to operate a successful business so that I could do the good stuff, but I'm not doing the good stuff. You're right. Let's have a pro bono thing, and that will incur more business, which yeah. can help us do more pro bono yeah. work. Like, because because what we realize is that <laughs> we realize is that uh, they're able to get Denzel off, but throughout the movie, you see like that the Denzel keeps giving his card to random people. Yeah, and what Colin says is, oh. Now more people are coming in because yeah, of this personal trip. personalized service. And the thing I thought was really cool is that there was a scene maybe a little bit earlier. I can't remember if it was when Denzel had the good suit or the bad suit. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, is Denzel and Colin outside of the the law firm, and Denzel giving him his pitch for this case yeah. and this 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 way to fix the law system right. or like how he believes and think. And again, man, he's like, you know, all they do is all we do is just dull out like random random punishments like right. we just plea deals it's all plea yeah, deals we can fix this like yeah. we can fix it it'll be hard but we can fix it Colin's like nah I'm not about that whatever but again John you're right I love seeing I love seeing Colin slowly and I happened that his transformation was slow it's like a slow come across yeah. like, you know what you're right they hang out at the game I forgot was it like a baseball game or a hockey game or whatever I don't yeah. know they have a conversation more like all that stuff was cool but then we get to the we get to the to the meet which is like Colin's taking his case that he's about to pass off to Denzel, which happens to be... Yeah, and this all this is like literally, I feel like the last 20 minutes of the movie. It's like so short. It's like so truncated. It's super short. It's super short. Super short. And, and it, honestly, it didn't even need to be that short too because there were some scenes that I was like, I, we didn't need this. It, it essentially, it was he goes, he has a new case, and then the case is this... T- which, by the way, how did Colin Farrell not remember? Or I guess he did. I feel like Colin Farrell should have realized even if... Even not knowing about the hundred thousand dollars, that it's kind of he weird. shouldn't do the case. Yeah, he he, he should knew have never about taken the plea deal. He should have never taken that case. You know what I'm saying? Like he knew that he should have never this taken other it. client that they had 
It doesn't make any sense to me. Should have never taken it. It doesn't make any sense why he would take the case and, yeah. like, and not even talk to Denzel about it when they're in the prison. Yeah. He, you know what I mean? Like, again, $100,000 aside, it's still weird to know, hey, you represented my friend who I know ratted me out. Yeah. Like, the whole thing was but so But could weird. he not? Uh, I At the time... <laughs> At the time, though, I was like, maybe this is a thing where, like, Colin Farrell is, like, he only sees the dollar signs or whatever. Or, like, I think so. hasn't quite been paying that much attention. And so maybe now yeah. that he sees this, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, he sees this as, like, this is, I'm finally going to get. Yeah. Doesn't he bring up the fact oh, that. Yeah, because he tries to bring up, like, you, you, he says, yeah, you knew the other person you know in the, the case. Other, yeah. I, but I do think because oh, Colin was well, so like weird. whatever, he probably didn't know the details of the right. case. But yeah. yeah, you can't. You know, you you know this guy got that kid killed. Like this is the guy who got that other kid killed. And, and even if he didn't know that that was the guy who got the kid killed, he knows that like the thing that they were trying to argue for him for the kid who got killed was that he didn't do it because this dude did it. Mm-hmm. Like Colin Farrell knows that this guy is guilty. Yeah. Which again, whatever. But so the dude's just like, I know you. Did. He's, like, <laughs> he literally I know. Is just- he's like, I know. He's like, I know you're the only one who yeah, knew. Yeah, you're the only one who knew. The kid knew. He told, like, I know he told you. And yeah. it's so interesting because I wanted more scenes of Denzel and that guy. Because, like, that guy honestly was really good in the scene, but also, all right, we established Denzel has a problem. We got to see, like, to me, it's like, I got to see the problem more. I got to see, like, yeah. I got to see, you know, the first, the first, First time in court. I got to see him preparing for it. I got to see them two alone. I need, You know what I'm saying? I just need to see the stuff we never saw it. Literally, the guy just hired him to tell. He just was like, I just wanted you to know so that you I have fear you. Yeah. before I kill you. I'm yeah. going to kill you. Just I want you to. Yeah. Look, I want your last days to be in fear. And you're like, okay, that's evil. And then it works because then Denzel, then Israel's like just super paranoid. He gives the money back. He G- yeah. He decides the money to back. give the money back. This is when he decides. Didn't to, he decide to give the money back before this or no? Yeah, he did decide. Did he? Before oh, did this. he? Oh, wait, did he? I yeah, remember. I thought that that was really tragic because I because I might be I might be misremembering, but I thought that he had like had already decided to do something with the money, like give the money back. I think it's when then, like, they go to the Lakers game. Maybe they they move that scene apparently when they go to the Lakers game. But they made it earlier. They made it earlier. Oh, yeah. It was late. And apparently they cut like 12 minutes from this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like they might have needed to. It depends on what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think they could have They could have definitely left it. that 12 minutes in. They could have sure. used it. It wasn't that damn. Whatever right. it was. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> they could have used it. They could have cut it. But I, I do like, I do like, so, so now, just to skip down a little bit. So, wait, how does Colin I mean, find just, out? I'm done. I'm I'm good with the end. Like, how no. does Colin find out about the the literally it's in this random like this he's in this weird paranoid phase and he's at and then he decides the, the and I investigator think he, the investigator comes in it's like i heard a little rumor yeah, about you yeah and it's like he like barely like hears him and it's like you're like is this real is this really happening or not like you could, yeah i thought it was a dream sequence i couldn't i couldn't tell if if it was in time or not yeah because he doesn't respond to that guy because he's writing his little he's writing his thing and and are we supposed see this is what i couldn't figure out all those books and all those notes, was he writing it to just talk through himself? Like to, yeah, he was trying to, yeah, he was doing his case. I thought he, I, I, I realized, I was like, either he's doing his case, which I don't like. I wish it was just that he was working on, he was finishing the, like the big civil lawsuit. Well, well I think this is the thing. I think what he realized was that, and he says, and the only reason I know this, because he says it at the end when, when Colin and him walk outside the bar, 
he realized that the only way to fix it was for him to take himself to court because he can forgive himself. And he was like, yeah. it's the only... So that way, when it came to dulling out... Um, what is it called? Not not punishment, my man. Thing, but what is it like? Um, uh, the plea bargain. The plea. Like, yeah, when it comes to like dole that out, he can determine what he gets, right. which would affect like people be like, wait, what? Like, so I think he was the missing link to his own bigger project. Yeah. Um, and I think he was trying to work on that case because that case would have fixed everything. It's just I have a problem with the end. It. I have a huge problem with it. So like he goes, he meets I Carmen. Me too. He meets Carmen. Uh, Colin Farrell's there. He's just trying to talk to him. But like it's when Carmen the Bulldog doesn't yeah. explain what it is. Nope. But then when De- like this this is a big problem I have. So like he has Which is this so really annoying by the way. I'm like if you know you're either about to go to jail or about to die, w- explain what the freaking bulldog is. Like man, he you know, he gives her her kiss. Yeah. And then they get outside the bar, right? And he's walking um uh walking Colin Farrell through everything, which I'm like, "Oh, this is good. This is good." You see like Colin is now like all on board. But the moment Denzel walks across the street, uh, Colin Farrell sees a car, the car and the hitman, and he decides to like, kind of like speed up a little bit, slowly walk after him. So like he trail. doesn't yell, doesn't yell, he doesn't, doesn't say, hey, hey, what? hey, bro, bro, what's who, up? who you doing? Hey, stop following him. Yeah, hey, he's got a gun. He no, doesn't draw any attention, no attention. And also, randomly, Roman just turns down an alley. They're in the most. They're in literally the busiest. LA intersection. Yeah, I've no, ever seen. it's like open. It's like, like it's, it's like, like out. It's what? completely. It's like there are so many cars and so many people, and when he turns the corner, nobody's there. Like what? But why? Would, <laughs> my thing is, why would he go down the alley? But what? But it wasn't. He's supposed an, to be walking. It was an alley. By the way, right? he's supposed it, to be walking, walking to, to the, the police, police station. station. Like, why is he going down an alley? Like what? My, was it an alley? I thought it was still I open. I didn't think it was a dark, secluded. Place. I think it's just to a me, street. But there's nobody around. I just thought they kept doing close-ups of Denzel, so it was hard to tell what was happening. Well, no, no reason him. I but say in it my was... mind. No, go ahead. Well, just in my mind, it was st- it was also still an open public place. No, man, I me. thought it was an alley because the moment like Colin Farrell runs around that corner, it looks like. It looks empty. It looks empty, and it's like where I don't think it's where are I don't we? think it is an alley. I think it's a street, and it doesn't make any sense why it's completely empty. I was like, because the there hell? are so many people. Uh, there were so many people where they were. No to one the screams. Point that Colin Farrell was like, you know, dodging people to yeah. try to get around the corner. You hear a gunshot, and he, no one. By the way, he he hears a gunshot. He comes around the corner. The killer is completely gone. Where, by the where? way, he never went. He like didn't. He he suspected something was happening. Didn't get the license plate of the car. Like, didn't start calling the cops on his cell phone. Nothing. I was just like, what? This was. It was so weird. That ending was very weird. It was weird and strange and not unnecessary. Uh, it didn't. I didn't feel. I didn't even. Did you feel sad? I didn't feel sad because I was just like, I, it was so bizarre that it didn't. Yeah, I felt like you need to. It didn't even hit me. You need to kill him. Like, or, you didn't or, need to kill or, him. Or if you're gonna do it, sh- show Denzel confront the. I don't know. I have it's a just, reason for it to be. Yeah, he gets. Oh right, Denzel gets a call in his cell, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I know you're. Yes, I know who you are. That's why I gave you my card, which is something he said earlier. Yeah, basically saying he's like now back to helping a little guy, but it's also it just you didn't need to kill. Whatever. I didn't. I didn't. The ending bothered me in a way that it felt forced. Uh, it bothered me. Oh, but can I? Can I just? Can oh, I, but that's not the real ending. Oh, the real yeah, ending right. is Colin Farrell then goes. To the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh man, I don't. I really wanted to know if this is how it works. 
because he just walks up there with a brief with with Israel's briefcase full of papers. Gets in like a, there is no line. He like gets to the front of the just thing yeah. and then walks up to her and then just starts handing her stacks of paper and the woman just starts reading. I was like, wait, what? Is this how this works? Is that how low? Is that how? She literally just pays. Just starts reading it and then the camera slowly zooms out and the credits come up I was like, and it's just her reading it. And I'm like, are we supposed to be impressed by yeah, this bro, I didn't, I didn't. My thing is, I didn't even know. Is that how it works? It people was, just read right then and there? It was bizarre, man. It was so... Literally, people started leaving um, my theater immediately. Yeah. Before they even <laughs> before they even knew for a fact that this, like... You know, you want to give like, it a I'm second. It. You're like, is this what it's going to be? Yo, people were just, like, leaving. Like, they didn't care. They were like, what is this? I don't, I'm over it. This is done. Yo, it, it, I left, too. I didn't... I didn't... I didn't stay until... I stayed. I don't know. I stayed. I, I listened like, to the whole song. I, st- I, only, I listened to the whole song. I did it. I let you. Colin Farrell was still on the screen when I left. I really? Was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> I don't need. I was, hey, no. I was like, I do not need. Is this what it's about to be for the next two minutes? I don't need to see this. Yo. What are you doing? Yo, you deleted it. Oh, that's so funny. You were like, hey, did you know any, what? I'm out of here. I'm hey, out wait, of here. Did anything help it happen? No. <laughs> no. I, I will say this: like I only stayed because I couldn't get out because the theater was like so packed. <laughs> Yo, um, they're reading it. That's so sad. <laughs> All right, okay. I just want I just want to say right. to Hollywood real quick. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, uh, I want to use this movie as an example because this movie, in all honesty, I understand it was about a civil rights like activist, mm. but you know they had white people save jazz in movies before. So I'm happy that someone allowed <laughs> yeah. Denzel. To play against type, but yeah. also what I want to show is that hey, this shows that you know people of color have range. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't like we're not always alphas in just a different you know scenario. We're not always the fast talking person. Mm-hmm. Our women aren't always sassy or or an assault victim that helps propel like some random dude save the day. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be we can be a person that you know sometimes is a little vulnerable, that is a little nervous, that is a little meekish, and still have that be entertaining. It still had that be something that's like, oh my goodness, this person is giving me a performance that is not jarring because I'm looking at them perform for me. Right. I'm looking at this person become a character. I'm looking at a person do what Tom Hanks gets to do all the time. That's true. Like I love me some Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks gets yeah. to be Tom Hanks gets to be Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. He gets to be the guy from Philadelphia. He gets to be in the Burbs. You know what I'm saying? He gets to chase around and fight the Illuminati. That's you true. Know? He does. And all the, he gets to be Sully. He gets to save a damn. Plane. He was also Captain Phillips. I mean, get the, how many people he done saved? You know, mm. different. He looks different. He gets to be different people. How often can we say, how, who is our black Tom Hanks? Hmm? Who is the black Tom Hanks? Denzel. Now, now, Denzel. <laughs> well, yeah, but even, usually, but Tom Hanks. Tom no, Hanks took time too. No, but my what point you, is, my mean? point is that Denzel is in his fifties, and that Denzel now is getting to do roles that aren't always cool, that aren't always right. tough guys. Like Johnny even brought it up, Denzel had a legit fifteen-year period where he was just kicking ass for no reason. And before then, you know what he was? He was the sexy, strong, powerful Denzel in movies. You know what I'm saying? He always was that guy. And it's not to say that maybe he picked those roles, of course. But how often have you seen somebody who's not Denzel get an opportunity to do anything else? Like there was a point where I thought Don Cheeto was gonna be the guy who got to do the, <laughs> got to do the the stuff, but no, he didn't get that. It just Alba doesn't get to do the stuff. Michael B. Jordan right now doesn't get to do anything 
but be Alpha Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan technically has only made four movies. Four, five at tops because one of them ain't even out yet. And in that movie, he is still an alpha black male. It's like, what do, like when do we get... He's done Chronicle. Mm-hmm. He's done uh, uh, Fantastic Four. He did Creed. Fruitvale uh, Station. Yeah, Fruitvale Station. Sorry, he's done five. So uh, Black Panther's coming out. I'm not, so, ten, yeah, so technically he's only had four movies released. And I'm like, this is supposed to be our next one. And you haven't even let him do the stuff. You know? So I'm saying, Hollywood, just give us, just give us a shot to like prove that we can be an everyman. Again, we can be default sometimes. We can be American person A. You know? Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, black person from Projects A. It's like, no, no, no. You're just, you know, an American dad, a lawyer struggling through some stuff and morality tale. Like, for instance, I love that Denzel character was a civil rights activist, but he could have just been a lawyer who wanted to help the little guy. That's it. That's it. Yeah, but I'm glad he was a No, I, I, mean, I am, but what I'm saying is, like, it didn't, this role didn't have to be about his race. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all I, want. I, all I want. All I want is to make movies where, like, yes, we're black. It's going to affect our lives every day. Mm-hmm. If you have a movie, the way my character is going to react to a cop in the movie, even if it's, like, politely, is going to be drastically different than Shia LaBeouf, you know, because, like, he, his experience is different. Yeah. But you don't have to write that because we can do it because we know how we get treated. Anywho, that's all I'm saying. Be cool. better, Hollywood. Just, uh, that's all, all right. I want. That's all I that's want, all John. Can right. we just be people? Is it wrong that we're... Is it wrong that I'm so happy that we got a black Spider-Man because he wears Jordans? It's not wrong at all. Like, is this crazy? All right. We're going to move on. No, John. Is it? Am I crazy? No. James. James. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy at all. But wanting a superhero who listens to Jay-Z too? That's not it? All. Yeah. All right. I think we all, I think that's what everybody wants. Hey, you guys, real quick, before we move on. So while I was watching Roman J. Israel... Because we always watching it, right? We like we all saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah duh. So, so like, yeah, so like, what I, I I couldn't help but notice there was like a figure in in this movie. It was very powerful, very compelling. You know, uh, uh, every time they were on screen, it was like captivating and 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 strong and like and like powerful, right? Okay. okay. I mean, you guys are, yeah, yeah. and and. And you know, and I'm I'm talking, of course, about the bulldog, right? Like, because the bulldog was just like a big I figure. I did not Wait, know that. That's what, what you were talking that, about. That was, you know, that was like just like really strong and just like powerful. Where are you like going mysterious. with this? Why like, are you talking like about the didn't bulldog? Even know. No, but so, but then I realized that the bulldog had like a power, like a power that it was sort of giving to Denzel. You know, when Denzel had the bulldog, you're talking about it like trans. It transformed him. It wasn't you know, a real the bulldog, like. Tr- I'm talking Wait, about the bulldog. Just, I know, but it was a statue, James. It wasn't like an actual. No, yeah. So I'm talking, but I'm talking about the bulldog, right? Like in okay. it. And statue. then I realized, hold up, hold up. This is another character in the Hancock universe. Why did okay? you not make this Roman is a, J? This is, isn't is it? An, this is another hero. No, because this is another hero because he had powers. He had no power. There was no power. It was he couldn't even move the, by the himself. Bulldog, the bulldog had power. Like it's like. It's like when it, when it, when when can you we, have the bulldog, it can, like makes you powerful. And then I realized can, this is the this is the the next character in the Hancock Justice League, right? Uh, so we got this Hancock, has got to stop. This is the Superman of the group. Why would you even say okay? Justice League? No and one likes Justice Lonnie, League. We got we got Lonnie from Almost Christmas because he can take bullets. Bullets bounce why, off. Of why him, not say Avengers? Right? Then we Lonnie. got De La Cruz. 
Then we got De La Cruz what? from Coco because he can fly, and then music is his power. You know, music is his. Did De La Cruz power, ever right? fly? Did he fall to he his death? The yeah, villain. He, he could fly. Did he then fall to his floor, death? We have Flor. We have we have Flor. Okay, because she from Spanglish because she's compel. You know, she I don't compels like this, people babe. to stare at her. Lord. She distracts people. You know, like and then, and then now we have the bulldog. The bulldog now, from now Israel. Now you added a statue. The bulldog okay. is there, you know, because he's like strong. It's time for the cause. And he's mysterious. Oh. Yeah, we rate and review films. Bulldog. Okay, enough. It's time oh, for the oh. cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we liked it or whether or not it was made well in a critical fashion, but whether or not it helps the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood, in major motion pictures. So, if we think it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think, yeah, I'm sorry, man, but this did not help the cause. It doesn't get anything. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. All right. On the count of three, we're going to throw up our rating. One. Oh, goodness. Wait, I don't know what I'm going to... Shit. Okay. Two. Uh, yeah. Okay. Three. Oh, wow. Damn it, I didn't, damn it. I didn't What'd know you what give do. it, James? I didn't know what to do. A fist. I Shit. also gave it a black fist. Damn it. No. Gerard gave, what? It, a, Gerard gave it a white palm. No. Why? Gerard, what? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. Why, though? But why? Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> damn it. I knew y'all. Ah! I knew y'all were going to do that. Dang. I'm so mad. Ah. Okay. All right. So I gave it, I gave it a palm because. All right. So, again. Again, I was moved by Denzel's performance. Yeah, like straight moved. up moved. I thought it was great. Um, I loved what he stood for. I loved that, you know. I, I even loved the scene with him and the young college age or young adults going back and forth. I thought that was great. But I do think, and this is no fault of Denzel, I think for this movie to reach the masses, it when it gets released, it needs to do better because I think that I don't think I don't think Hollywood is forgiving for people of color. I don't think we uh, get yeah. we don't we don't get the Army Hammer treatment. You know what I'm saying? Like Army Hammer has had so many flops, but right now he's probably gonna get nominated for an Oscar um, for his movie that came out, and rightfully so. Like he, but my point is that he got those chances, and I think that Denzel now is Denzel, so he probably will get nominated for an Oscar. But I think for other people of color to get a chance to do kind of subversive movies like this, we need this to succeed. Right, because to me in my mind it's like you know we watch a ton of movies, not just ones with like you know people of color in it. But I personally noticed that you know you can see Gary Oldman be like different types of people. You can see Tom Hanks be different type of people. I can even see like younger actors who get to do it. Like like I get, I mean, there are so many like Miles Teller gets to do so many variations of of an American. You know, like that's yeah. his thing, and we just don't. And the thing is, I don't understand what we can possibly do to get that chance. Unless we have the veterans, like if this if this movie made the same amount of money that like a Forrest Gump did, then it's like oh shit, now we're looked at. You know, right. when I think about even when um, Moonlight came out last year, yeah, these guys are working like the older ones, the young kid, younger kids aren't, and that was such a big deal because it was like these the story about this African American who was black. It was kind of like a very black centric story, but the themes were bigger, right. and I think this has really big themes. But it not doing well may not help people behind Denzel get a chance to do these movies. And it sucks. And it sucks that it has to have that kind of weight to it. But it's just, 
until we change, until all of the the harassers in Hollywood get kicked out and women and people of color can take over, this is just the the road we're in. And I'm not sure how it helps, but yeah, I think it's I I think this movie is good, even with the the script problems. I just think, man, watching Denzel do this and watching Colin Farrell and him share scenes together, and even Carmen, who is who's been around for so long and now finally getting to be in these bigger movies, is great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just I just I think it needs to do well to help out the cause. Yeah. But yeah. It hurt it hurt knowing y'all gave it two fists and I gave it a pound. Legit it hurts. So yeah. Uh James. Yeah, I mean, I would just say that the the to sort of the contrary to what you just said or to uh sort of combat what you just said is like the reason that a movie like this doesn't do well is because people are used to seeing black people do specific things. And like when they break out of that, people are sort of against it. And they're not like whenever I talk to people about Roman J. Israel, somebody I literally said to somebody that I saw it and they were like, oh, yeah, I hear that's one of like the only bad Denzel movies. And I was like, what? Like, like, like that, like that he does a bad performance in it. And I, and I feel like it's just because people are like, Ooh, I want to see Denzel be Denzel. And it's like, no, let's see Denzel be an actor and have, and take on a role and like get, and, and people need to, you know, need to give it a shot. Um, uh, that being said though, also people didn't give, what was the other movie that this guy did a shot? Um, Nightcrawler. Um, Nightcrawler, yeah, like nobody saw that either, and that might just be a product of like the sort of the scope or the scale that this director right, has. Right. Um, I and and I and I gave it a fist because like everything that we've been saying about Denzel as an actor, like he just does such a great he does such a great job in it, and it's such a, it is a masterclass in acting. I really believe that to watch him play this role, and um and then and then the young black actors in this movie that got the opportunity to work with one of the greats. Um uh and uh, you know and learn from him and and just sort of what their their potential futures are gonna be because of this experience uh and then and hopefully you know I mean there were no the, my theater was lightly attended um uh, but hopefully you know the young black people that watch this movie uh uh today will be inspired by it and and can move on to be to be to be actors and stuff. So I think that this movie for sure definitely uh uh helps the cause. I think it's the kind of movies that we want to make and want to be and and need to be made and we need to make more and more and more of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely hear both points. I I guess I just gave it a fist mostly just because Denzel is the lead. You have Carmen Jogo who she did such a great job and hopefully this will continue to elevate her career. Uh, and I do think, <clears throat> despite the movie itself being somewhat mediocre, Denzel's performance was so great. So that good. I would be super surprised if it doesn't get any recognition. Like, uh, I think it's it'll get recognition, which is always nice. Um, that being said, it is Denzel, you know what I mean? One of the, yeah. the, the pillars. So, you know, there is a part of me that's like, would any other actor get a chance to play a movie role like this? But I, I guess, know. like, it's not until one of the pillars breaks it, through yeah. that we can. So like that's kind of what I'm I'm doing it more on optimism and hope and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe that's not real. So anyway, No, it's think, gotta be, man. Yeah. So yeah, you know, two backfists and uh and a pop. Like this part, dude, I, I'm done. I'm saying, but like this yeah. part is that's what you like, that's what you go to acting school for. That's why you get into it. Like, yeah, he can save the world in like all those other movies like Book of Eli and stuff and Man on Fire, he can like do some badass stuff, but like to do a real character study, like why can't we do that and and not have it be about slavery yeah. or something, man? Like it's or being oppressed. Like the one thing I liked about this movie is that he was not oppressed in any way. It was like everything right. that happened to him that was bad 
was because of him. You yeah. know? Like, that's why I want to watch, uh, was it uh, Mud, Mudbound? It's like, I don't want to see. Uh, yeah, people getting mutilated. All right. Uh, plugs. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. Mm-hmm. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. If you give us five stars, we will read your review on the air. People haven't been doing that lately, but I think I finally got some new ones. Okay, you know, finally. So it's a little exciting. Uh, before I get to that, James, you want to plug your handle? Yeah, you can follow me, James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy. Oh, Third is three RD, and if you are in uh, LA in January, I'm uh, doing the CBS Diversity Showcase. Shows are the 23rd through the 26th. Um, there are six shows, 7:30 every night that week, and then a couple matinees. I don't know about tickets yet, so but I'm just telling y'all, just so that it's in your brain. Smart man, smart man, smart man. Uh, uh is this gonna come out right before Christmas? Mm, no, I th- or. Well, I'm going to just say happy holidays yeah. just in case. It's close. It is close. Yeah. The 19th. Um, yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Gerard Milligan. I'm probably about to delete Twitter because I feel like reading about our president makes me sad. So, yeah, Instagram me uh, <laughs> and say what's up. All right. And you can follow me at John Braylock. Twitter and Instagram, johnbraylock.com. All right. Here we go. You guys ready? Yeah. This one, first one is from a brown man in L.A. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Starts off, Dear Hollywood. Yes. Being a person of color in the industry and having moved out here to try to help make films with diverse voices, this podcast is refreshing as it provides a different POV for films with or about diversity. Their take on recent blockbusters and the lack of color was both hilarious, but also very so much, uh, very much so the ugly truth. How do you make a film about California with only five other people of color in it? Why does The Rock's daughter have blue eyes but really light skin? Yo, preach, brother! Was Tessa Thompson not available? These are the questions these three gentlemen ask or get you to wonder about, in addition to their guests. Love that they did Coco recently, and I look forward to Tuesdays to be able to listen to their hot take on what Hollywood is doing to spread the love or where they could be doing better. P.S. I'm going to go look for James at the Grove. (laughs) Yes. yes yes i'm there man i'm there <laughs> maybe buy him a sprinkles cupcake so he can cheer up <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> love it is this making me so happy all right uh this uh next one is by la roca cola okay all right all right rolling the r's over there inspiring okay. inspiring and insightful big fan listen to almost every episode this summer i'm a 20 year old white film student who grew up in NYC and this podcast is both profoundly entertaining and enlightening. You've helped me look at films with leading black actors in a different light, like 42 or The Last King of Scotland. Even films I grew up loving, like Blazing Saddles, I still love, which you should, though I've been able to ask myself why and what I would have done differently. You're giving white creators insight into an industry that is inherently racist and inspiring us to be uh, a part of the solution and support the cause. Reach out to the SFA film department about doing a talk to a uh, live show or something. You dudes are hilarious and smart and the students would love it. Also looking forward to Hancock too. All right. Stop it. That you lost, was you lost it. Yes. You completely yeah. lost it. All right. That was great. Thank you for reviewing. Uh, 
please rate and review us five stars. Next week, I think we are doing it. Oh, we'll do it? I think we're going to review the film Jumanji. Yes, we're going to try to get Jumanji in here, y'all. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> we're going to try to get Jumanji you in know, here. We're, you know, hey, it's, it, we, maybe we cheating, but nah. nah. No, it's too, it's yeah. too late. Like, I mean, Dwayne, The I Rock mean, the is Rock, clearly late. The Rock and, and Kevin Hart have been advertising this movie like crazy yeah. on, their, on their social media. Yeah. And they're mad. If funny. we were all gonna see it anyway, we might as well talk about it. We might it. as well yeah, talk might about as well. it. All right. <laughs> Does it come out this? It comes out this week. It comes out uh, Christmas. Uh, oh, Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, either Christmas Day or like Christmas weekend. I gotcha, think. gotcha. Yeah. It's that weekend. It's that it's weekend. That weekend. Before. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, mm-hmm. this this upcoming weekend for the, those who are listening to the podcast. All right. Yeah. So go see Jabanji. We'll talk about it. Uh, and um, yeah. yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll we'll see you next week. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.